Hi guys, and welcome back to another Tribe Talks podcast episode. So I'm going to break this up into two little mini segments here. I say mini, they're not that small, just like some other things in this life. Uh, I've had a chat with Mr. Gerbil, but due to certain time zone differences, namely him being eight hours ahead of me, I have decided to record that footage earlier in the day and tack it on first. So you all get to have a nice recording now of me having a chat with Gerbil, and we're going to catch up in just a few moments with Mr. Ranger J. I'll see you then. Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentle beans, to another Tribe Talks podcast episode. Today, I am joined by a special guest in the name of the Gerbil. Gerbil, welcome, and thank you so much for giving me your time today, joining us on the show. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. I've always enjoyed your content, so it's awesome to, to get on your podcast. Oh. Thanks, man. Likewise, likewise. I know we were just having a, we were just having a little chat before this all started, but one of the um, one of the things that drew me to your content was the fact that it is entirely different to ninety nine point nine percent of content creators. Because I don't know if people realize this, because the content creator sort of universe in Galaxy of Heroes is very much concentrated into a very small amount of content creators. You know, you've got your big your big content creators, like you've got your Arnold and you've got Zareth and you've got people like this and AP Games and, and they get like, almost everybody knows who they are, right? But there's there mm-hmm. are dozens and dozens and dozens of Swigger content creators that just don't get a whole lot of viewership. That doesn't mean that their content is bad, but it just means that we've got so much, a broad selection of people and that nobody has ever heard of. And a lot of these guys... You know, I count myself among them, you're among them, have got really good content that just doesn't get covered. And you do stuff with with Ewoks, you've done stuff with the Razor Crest and stuff like that. Not the Razor Crest, sorry, the Fal- uh, the Raven's Claw. Raven's Claw. I knew I had it in me. <laughs> the, the Raven's Claw, Calcutan ship, right? Um, that is actually really valuable content. And it's the kind of the content that works for me because I get to see stuff that can be useful to me that I don't necessarily have or don't wouldn't necessarily know about. Um, so tell me a little bit about your your angle when it comes to content creation and what draws you to it. I'm curious. Yeah. So I, I initially started my channel, which is just The Gerbil, on YouTube. Um, unlike most content creators, I, I don't have a schedule. I don't, I don't post anything regularly, right? Uh, it's just kind of whenever I feel you know, the whimsical drive to go make something and post it, or when I have a, a, a fun idea. Um, and that's kind of how it started was, um, it was back before Relics hit the game. So I guess it's going back about four years, three years. And so Gear 12 was the top, and the meta, I think, was like Revan, Darth Revan, back and forth. And I was just like, I got into the game because of the Ewoks. I've always loved them since childhood. And so I, I just decided, you know, let's let's push these little furry freaks and see, like, what kind of stupid damage they can actually do. And so I started modding them all up to, like, plus 160, plus 170 speed, and I tried every comp I could. But I, I found that at, at some point I learned them well enough and modded them well enough that I was beating, like, General Grievous, I was beating Revan-led teams, uh, and it got the attention of Cubs Van Han, who did a whole episode on my stupid Ewok vids. And the reality was I was just kind of trolling the community more than actually providing sure. anything meaningful, right? I'm just trolling. Yeah. Um, but at some point I thought, you know what? This is actually kind of fun and I'm enjoying it and I'm starting to engage with some people. So let's actually make something that's valuable 
and uh, I've always been a fan of of the the poem by Robert Frost. Uh, you know, the two road two roads, you know, road. Di- oh, what is it? Two roads diverge in the woods, and I took the one less traveled. Is the paraphrase. And so mm-hmm. I've always done that. I've always liked the underdog, um, whether it's in sports or politics or whatever. I like the underdog usually. So I just kind of kept that mentality with it. So like the last video I just posted recently uh, is is home one with Biston Biggs Raven's Clawgan uh, taking down a, a nearly maxed out seven star Leviathan fleet. And it was my first and only battle against Leviathan because it's disappeared in my arena. Like <laughs> it was uh, there I, and I was like, I oh, feel look at that. that. I feel that I like in, in my fleet arena, it's it's a blessing and a curse. I have a fleet arena yeah. that is dead. It's like, you know, there are like probably 10 active accounts in the whole fleet arena. So that's great because it means I do one or two battles a day for my payout. I hit top and I'm like, great, get my crystals. But on the bad side, when something new comes out, I cannot test it. I can't, like, I don't know how to fight yeah. a Leviathan until I see it in GAC because, you know, there's there's still, there's people inside my fleet shard that are running like five-star profundity still. And it's, I'm from a 2018 shard. It's not like it's a new shard. They just don't Ooh, do old. fleet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty old. It's pretty oh, old. Man. So it's easy, but I've, I've, there's one guy apart from myself that's got Leviathan in my fleet shard and he's got it six stars. I've got it six stars. He doesn't even set it. And I don't set it because it's yeah. not a, yeah, it's not. But I, I want to hear about home one without even using Millennium Falcon. Or does it reinforce? Sorry. So you I did said use Bistan, it. Cassian, uh, Biggs, was it? No, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Bist, uh, no, Biston, uh, Biston Biggs, Raven's Claw. And then the Falcon is the first reinforcement. Okay. And so, so like, use Falcon. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was wanting to go back and try it without Falcon and just try Cassian as the, the RI. Um, so, like, I think I'll explain why it works uh, in a second. But, like, the Raven's Claw, um, so when Raven's Claw came out, there was no profundity, right? And so everybody looked at it, and they were like, why do I need this? Like, what what's the point sure. of it? Um, it? It didn't, it was not better than the Falcon. And it, and it had a bunch of almost mirrored features. Like, if it starts the turn with Foresight, It'll double tap on basic, but it calls an assist, just like the Falcon does. And and again, I think it, if it starts to turn with foresight, it'll dispel on basic, like the Falcon, right? So it's kind of like a, an overlap, but with limitations. And so nobody played with it much, myself included. And then when Profundity came out, um, you know, and the Falcon jumped over to the to that fleet, it was like, well, what do you do with Home One? And I'm just like, again, road less traveled. I don't want to bench it. So I started, sure. you know it in uh, in my arena which is quite active against everything i could find and i and i was asking people in discord i was like hey can you put malevolence on hey can you put negotiator back on and i and i discovered that the raven's claw um i think is actually a better starting ship than the falcon because what what happens is the raven's claw invalidates any enemy tank essentially uh it just bypasses it so biggs applies uh, target lock on his basic. Uh, Biston is the fastest ship there in the fleet, and he opens up with a special applying target lock. Anytime you apply target lock, the Raven's Claw and a, and a random ship get foresight. And when they've got foresight, they ignore taunt. So between the Bist, between Big's basic and Home One's propensity to call assists, uh, and the, the, the Raven's Claw's 
basic calling assists, you're perpetually landing target lock, which gives you that foresight to just, you know, give the middle finger to the taunting tank. You just, you don't care about them. So like Houndstooth is irrelevant against the Raven's Claw. It just doesn't matter. Um, same thing with Malevolence fleets, the bomber and was that Sunfac. It's just like, no, I'm going to go kill everything else. Um, but then what happens with the Falcon when it comes in as its reinforcement, what it does is it has, it, it calls every rebel to assist and, and applies mass foresight, foresight on it? every yeah. rebel. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now every single ship on its next turn, again, ignores taunt. Um, and so what, what's really crazy is like when, when the Falcon assists, if it targets the, the Raven's Claw to assist, it double taps calling another assist. And then home oh, one, every nice. time somebody assists, they get 30% protection up. So you're just constantly spreading that protection up, gaining foresight and ignoring taunt. So That's nifty. it actually handles most non-meta fleets real well right now. That's that's actually super important for taking out a Leviathan, right? Because you never want to be hitting the bomber until, in my experience, you don't want to hit the bomber until the end because it's going to be passing you thermal detonators, which is going to fuel the capital ship to get to its ultimate quicker, to get to its specials quicker. So being able to not attack the bomber, you could attack the Fury Class Interceptor to get rid of the additional defense and the savior mechanic has got, or you could go and hit the Sith Fighter or the Sith uh, uh, the tie dagger, whichever one they have in that starting lineup, get rid of the extra ships, and that would really help you get a leg up, I guess. But um, so yeah, I, I, if I'm I, hearing I you right, I don't know how the bomber works then, because actually I opened up with everything on the bomber. It was my first target, oh, right. and I just unloaded on it, <laughs> tried to get it out, because I I thought that the bomber just passively applied the detonators that daze you would shut down home one's protection up and the assists. If it's only yeah. when you attack it, then yeah, my video was all wrong, but I still yeah, won, so I'm not going to cry it, about it. Well, I mean, a win's a win, right? You're not going to get mad about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I believe it's it's yeah. it has a chance when it gets hurt to apply the thermal detonators on whoever's attacked it. So that's what, oh. what I did. I used the profundity in my one GAC match against like a maxed out Leviathan standard starting lineup with the tie dagger, not the Sith fighter. Um, and I just went in, I didn't do the call to assist at the start with the Profundity, standard opening lineup of the Y-Wing, Millennium Falcon, and Outrider. I just did pa the basic with the Profundity to pass the turn to my Millenn Millennium Falcon, dispelled his taunt, then killed the, killed, the, uh, killed the Fury Class Interceptor, which gets rid of all the additional bonuses. And then I killed everybody else, left the bomber till the end. Because it does, what you'll notice is... Because of how the Outrider applies so many attacks in each of its turns, it's, you know, all of its hits are like multi-hit attacks. Right. It just, it'll stack up like nine, 12 thermal detonators instantly as soon as you hit the uh, the bomber. And all those debuffs are going to be fueling the, uh, the ultimate of the Leviathan as well as its first special, which is why it can immediately, what is it, sabotage the hangar. So I decided to just ignore it. Didn't even call a reinforcement. Got my ultimate off first, and I finished with maximum banners. And I had two reinforcements. I had, what did I have? I had the um, the Phantom and the Ghost, and I never called them. I never mm -hmm. called them and didn't need them. So I yeah. could have not used them and gained an extra two banners, and I would have been absolutely fine. And I was just like, man, this is this is disappointing. But, I mean, I, as cool as it is to be yeah. able to beat the Leviathan with off meta and stuff like that i can't help but feel man that they need to do something about it it shouldn't it shouldn't like it just i, I feel it in my soul like it shouldn't happen this easily 
and this widespread. Because yeah, no, I'm hearing I, everything beating it. I think you know? I, the, the, sorry, the Leviathan, ahead. I think, is just a fundamentally flawed fleet. It's not, it's yeah. not even the bugs, I think, that are beating it. I think it's just flawed. Uh, and I suspect that's why we haven't heard anything other than their CG's initial, you know, we are aware of these five bugs. Because I sure. think that they're probably scratching their heads saying, you know, even if we fix this, I don't think it's going to substantially improve the fleet. I mean, like mm. you just pointed out, Profundity doesn't need reinforcements. Um, nope. In fact, it, Profundity can beat a lot of fleets, including Executor, with only two starting ships. That's it. Outrider and Falcon. Uh, because just then crazy. every single time, <laughs> yeah, every time Falcon attacks, it guarantees Outrider assists. I mean, the the, the mm. thing that slows the, the profundity down is when the wide wing assists because it doesn't do any damage. But yeah. like you said, when, when Outrider assists, it taps six times, you know, three normal damage plus three true damage. Um, and, and so like you land the concussion missiles, that's five instances of damage. Each one of those has a 20% chance to call an assist, which will be Falcon, which will assist again. <laughs> that's a wholesome moment my four-year-old he's oh thank you yeah that's cute man that's cute yeah so <laughs> thanks yeah so the the um the sabotage the what do you call it the hangers i guess is yep. is a wasted turn against profundity yep. it's just you don't Basically. need it and then likewise mm -hmm. with home one when you call in the falcon in my strategy, you don't need any other ships after that. Um, and so again, when it when it sabotages home ones, you're just like, well, you just wasted your turn. So sure. it literally. So I guess it's dependent on you has, getting that reinforcement before they. Bef uh, sorry, you've got to get MILF out before they sabotage the hangar, right? Right. You want right. to be able to get that um, foresight. And... Cool. Yeah, I'm wondering which ship is actually faster. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up real quick to see. Oh, the um, Leviathan is slow as molasses, yeah. man. It's a super slow. Yeah, character. that's what I was thinking. Mm. Right, which I mean, they try to offset it's, it's it by be the 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 sabotage the engines ability slows the enemy's capital ship by thirty percent. But obviously, you're going to get out the gate sooner, regardless. So you should be able to get to first reinforcement before they do that, provided you don't stack too many debuffs at the start. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. Home one is uh, one ninety three speed maxed, and Leviathan is one eighty something. Yeah, I think it was one eighty four. So, so yeah, yeah, by the time yeah, so home one's going to go first, and it may already have the turn meter advantage to get it out. I I don't know, but yeah, it's just. And then uh, as other people have pointed out, when you do the ultimate on Leviathan, yeah, you're taking over the capital ship, but what then? I mean, like I, I've seen so many it's videos where. Even though the other team has lost their capital, um, they were still in a position where it was like four to two, right? And yeah. and they win just because of the numbers at that point. Or, or so. you know, you can even just time out as a Leviathan, unable to kill the enemy ships. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they don't have a capital ship, but that capital ship isn't really giving you much benefit. It's not, certainly not giving you an offensive benefit. It stops them from being yeah. able to use it, and that's the biggest thing, right? But then all you've got with your capital ship is a basic that, whilst it's useful because fear is great, that fear is bugged. They cleanse it all the time, and it doesn't do anything. And um, it's just a basic. It, it doesn't improve your stats. It's not all of a sudden like you gain a 30%, 50% damage boost. You're still doing the same little chip away damage, and sometimes that's not In enough to kill a fleet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like if Y-Wing doesn't die... 
they don't oh do enough God. damage to compensate for Y Wing's regeneration. If, and I mean, if that's... you haven't got rid of either Y Wing or Outrider, there's too much healing on a mm -hmm. profundity fleet for you to kill it effectively. Uh, it's it's a real yeah. problem. Um, but what, yeah, so what there's I, not enough the... damage output. It... Mm -hmm. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say. Oh, yeah, the post that um, <laughs> that um, I think it was Tuscan Meathead was putting out about the known bugs. They were saying that apparently when you take over the capital ship, the enemy fleet is supposed to lose the unique benefit of the capital ship. And that will go some way to help killing it, because I believe like the Profundity, for example, gives um, a bunch of additional stacking stats to the uh, mm -hmm. uh, the rebels, for example, as definitely for uh, the bounty hunters. The bounty hunters become incredibly thick and damaging thanks to the unique of the executor. So... Them losing mm -hmm. that benefit when if you take over the capital ship will go so do a little bit more to help, but I can't believe that. Why didn't they just give it the stranded debuff like the profundity does, where it wrecks the opponent's fleet? You know, they, it's 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 just a time bomb. You've got like three turns. You're not recovering protection. You're not recovering health. You're going to die. You know, they should have given it something like that to make it feel like you've closed out the battle once you've hit that ultimate with Leviathan, and it really doesn't feel like you have at this point. Just, just disappointing. Right, and, so. and taking over the enemy fleet, unless it's the same ship, a mirror match, you don't get any benefit from it. Even if it's a mirror match, I'm not sure you do. Because like you take over an executor, um, you, it, I think it says, you know, heal target Empire or Bounty Hunter, for example, on that, yeah. that special. Mm. You don't have those, right? Likewise, you don't have a rebel on your fleet when you take yeah. over Profundity or Home One. So it's just like... Okay. Yeah, I think so. the 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 funny the funny thing was like if you take over a profundity, for example, the best move to use with a profundity is like the basic, because you can you can yeah. pass a bonus turn. <laughs> it's like it's just That's not about fun. It. <laughs> you know, it's just like okay, uh, they should have what what I, yeah. I discussed this before with the wolf, but I, I think what they should have done as one of, they should have granted you an ability where you can just ram your capital ship into the enemy fleet, just like you've got control over it. Why do you care? Just ram the fleet. Just drive into them. That will fly into them. Like at least that would be cool. Maybe have it on a two-turn yeah. cooldown, and it it does like an AOE stun or something like that. But let us do something really fun with it instead of just capture it and then be like, okay, that's it. We've yeah, there's, there's ship. quite a lot. <laughs> so it, it, it just it feels like a lack of imagination presently at CG. Yeah, so. yeah, I, and that's such a shame too because the animations on the ship I actually feel are really cool. Like Revan storming the uh, storming the brig or whatever you want to call it, it's a really cool little cinematic that they've put in. Even destroying the the hangars and sabotaging the engines and all this business, having that that active animation showing that you physically destroyed parts of the ship looks really cool and it feels really thematic. But then the practicality of playing the fleet is it's just just not fun. You know, it's like okay. Yeah. Kind of no, I, I, I like I, I, minus five stars. Yeah, and I tried I it. I, I battled three or four matches in my arena, running my mm -hmm. own, and I timed out every single time. I didn't beat anything, yeah. and I was just like, "Wow, this is mm. like it again." There, it's bugged, of course, but it, it just yeah. it it was not an enjoyable experience. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's it's so funny, we'll right? see because. I've got it at six stars, and even at six stars, it's not great. There's still timeout risks, and the only way I could get it to effectively win on a regular basis was by using reinforcements that are not thematic. So I would take in, 
I would take in two reinforcements on my bench. So I'd have the interceptor because you still want to have that insta kill, right? But my other reinforcement would be the phantom so that I could decrease my reinforcements. So you summon phantom, yeah. then you can summon the interceptor and kill a ship really quickly. Use that against the, uh, the mm -hmm. profundity. That really helped. Um, and then against executors, I'd use the same lineup, but my extra reinforcement would just be the Ebon Hawk. And I'd bring in the Ebon Hawk as the first reinforcement because it will dispel all the tenacity up and we'll get chaff so they can't get target lock, so it slows down their ultimate. And those were the only thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they were the only ways that I could beat those fleets. But I keep, keep thinking about it. I'm like, why should I be using these ships with the brand new meta ship? Like, I should be using the Sith fleet. I'm not using the Sith fleet. I'm using other ships that make it work. I'm just like, if, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. Like so, and yeah, like no Rogue One U wings with uh, profundity, right? I mean, well, exactly, exactly. I mean, they and they were at Scarif, but yeah, it, Falcon you, you was think not. It makes sense. Falcon was not. No, it was not. Um, so no. it's. But, you know, and was the Outrider there? I don't think it was, but hey. No, I don't think <laughs> it was either. Know. But no, I mean, Phantom makes perfect sense, right? To be in a mm. Sith Empire fleet. I mean, yeah. I understand that what, one. What, why wouldn't they be there? Um, so, yeah, it's stuff like it's from what I hear at seven stars, you've got a lot more offensive power because you've got the extra ferocity and it helps with the damage output and obviously being able to stop the reinforcements and all this benefits, right? Uh, I get it. It's just a little bit disappointing that it has very little viability outside of seven stars, and even at seven stars, it's still mm -hmm. incredibly bugged. So you know, yeah. I think what this the, the bigger concern though is, is to me is not even the fleet; it's it's the concern mm -hmm. for the I would say the financial long, uh, viability of the game and the company going forward because cool. they've had so many failed, you know, or aired bugged entrances, right? Whether it's conquest data discs not working, galactic challenge things not working. Uh, it feels yep. like every new character has something that's not working. Um, mm -hmm. I've been I've been playtesting mm -hmm. Princess Nisa quite a bit in the last few days. Oh yeah, um, cool. and she's only minus five stars, so I, I don't have you know the much opportunity. There's only so many things I can challenge at five stars, but I, I suspect that she's not working quite right either. Um, <clears throat> Raven's Claw, my favorite ship. It was not working right when it came out. Um, I, I reported a bug to that, and we had several conversations with their tech support. So the point is, like, you know, what what keeps them financially running is, of course, all the incremental spending that people buy here or there, random packs, but also the the top one two percenters who dump money for these initial seven star, of course, uh, uh, real, you know, characters to have the the, the month or six month advantage. Um, and yet, this one in particular is so backwards and and failing to to perform to the hype that they themselves created that like i i very easily could see people uh, pretty maybe not in mass but a substantial enough number of people to to affect their bottom line step back and say well you know gla i'm gonna wait i'm gonna hold off for a month or two you know and that that hurts the company and that hurts their already seemingly tapped development process well it you know so <laughs> They're they're hurting their own their own uh, their brand right. They're, the the faith that the consumer yeah. has got in CG is is shaken right. Because if they're promising the world like they did with the Leviathan by saying it's brand new meta, the king of fleet arena, these are their words, not mine. Um, if they're promising mm -hmm. all that and then the release is so tragic to this extent, like and I do call it a completely tragic release. Um, where's the where's the what faith has the consumer base got? That they can believe anything. <laughs> it's exactly what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, and, 
who's going to whale on this when they know so that it's not going to work? Yeah, and I don't have a PhD in business management or anything, but just like mm-hmm. off top of my head, I can see two things they could have done to to mitigate some of this damage. Like they they could have when they released it the day before or week before put you know something on the forums that say, you know, dear community, we are super excited to bring Leviathan. We want you to be aware we are that we know some existing bugs are in the kit, we're working on it. But knowing how much people want it, we're going to go ahead and release it to begin, you know, playing and enjoying what you can now. Like that at least would have set the tone and the expectation, you know, rather than buying your shiny new package, opening it and finding it broke in the box. Right. And then, of course, like, I don't know what the whole scandal was with the beta tester program that they killed about a year ago, I guess, or maybe two. Mm -hmm. But they really, really, if they don't. They really need to reinvest in, in getting a team of beta testers. I mean, they they need 20, 30 people who are yeah. going to grind away on this thing and be like, I mean, this ain't working. I, I can't I, I can't speak to why it closed down. I, I have a very high level idea of why it canceled, and that was due to leaks. There's always going to be leaks when yeah. you've got, you know, even NDAs. An NDA is going to deter people from mm-hmm. releasing information, but there's always going to be that guy. There's always going to be someone that just can't yep. keep his claptrap. Claptrap? His, his mouth shut about, you know, he gets excited about something, you know. We've got, yeah, let's yeah. just say, Revan Reborn has come into the game and he's so goddamn excited, he just has to tell his best friend who then, you know, spreads it around a Discord server and then it goes everywhere. And it's like, oh, I've got screenshots of new GL mm-hmm. Revan has come into the game. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And ultimately, CG needs to decide, is, is the threat of leaks worth having a beta test program? And for my opinion... I'd say it has to be because leaks has are not necessarily yeah. bad. It generates hype around no. the game. <laughs> so it's like- right. As the old saying, right, any, any press is good press, right? And exactly. it, that, yeah, that, of course, allows people some time to, to, to farm and pool up and hoard resources. Mm-hmm. But at the end, the harm is, is really insignificant, I think, to the just consistent stra- train wreck that we have right now. Right. Yeah. It's like every well, time something new comes, there's that meme on Reddit, right? With with uh-huh. Bart Simpson, say the line, uh, CG. Yeah. Not you know, and when that becomes the status yeah. quo, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't remember know. way anyway, back yeah. when, in the um, when when even the game changer program was still around. So that predates the beta the beta testing program. Um, and it was either Arnold or Cubs was doing a video on the beta account or on the Game Changer account. And they had, um, it was IG2K. They had the, the, the icon for, you know, upcoming events. And it was IG2K's icon. And somebody had spotted it in the, in the background and said, whoa, that's, that's IG2000 ship. That's a brand new ship. That's not in the game. Why is that up there? And so, like, a leak inadvertently happened because one of the content creators had done a video with that icon in the background. It's like, but ultimately... It's IG2K, man. Does it? Is it really that important that people find out that this one obscure bounty hunter ship is coming to the game? Is that such a big deal? But CG apparently lost their minds about it. And, you know, now we don't have a, a game changer program or anything, or a beta tester program either. It's no, just, there are like 20 or 30 models in the game that are there, there, but you can't find or see. Like Chancellor Palpatine mm-hmm. was recently highlighted yep. on a few places. Like it's there, and it doesn't it doesn't mean anything significant, and it doesn't take anything from CG to just simply say, "Oh yeah, that's in the game, but we haven't, you know, we're not ready to release it, or we have no plan to release it, or once again, we have lots of models in the game that aren't yep. presently available." I mean, so, so what? 
delight. I, I, and again, more hype means more viewers, means more people engaging. Exactly. More people engaging means more potential revenue. So Exactly. Because it's not like CG does a mass load of advertising for this game. You know what I mean? It's not like it's 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 widely no. widely known and seen everywhere. So you know the the uh, the content creator universe, your Twitch and your YouTube and all this sort of business. That's that's free revenue. That's free advertising for CG essentially, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of in their yeah. interest. Uh, and I, I I agree with what you said. You know, I don't have a degree in business. I don't understand the bottom line. I don't have the backing data to see how does leaks affect the bottom line. I don't. We're just making some assumptions here that seem to make sense to a layman. Maybe they've got different data that supports other things, but it just, I, I can't wrap my head around it. They definitely, bottom line, they need to get some beta testers in and they need to, they need to allocate more time to actually fixing the bugs because I cannot believe, I refuse to believe that CG did not run this fleet and notice these bugs you know, I sorry, and didn't notice the bugs. I'm sure that they were fully aware of the fact that, for example, we're dazing our own fleet when we're bringing in reinforcements. Uh, fully aware of the fact that you could, well, maybe they missed the you can shoot the enemy capital ship with the <laughs> with the interceptor because that's a little bit weird, Mark right? Because who would have yeah, tried yeah. that, right? Who would have tried that? But but the other little things like the Millennium Falcon, or sorry, well, the Millennium Falcon cleansing debuffs when it shouldn't be because there's only two unique debuffs, that sort of thing. I'm sure they were aware of those little intricacies and they just thought, we'll fix it afterwards. Let's just pretend like it's fine and dory. Because all you have to do is go into a fleet battle and go, oh, hang on. This feels bad. It doesn't feel like we're winning particularly easy here. So, yeah. Well, uh, and so, surely they would I have noticed that every battle, even at seven stars, takes minutes five some three four five yeah. minutes sometimes it's like how is that ever going to be fun mm. and engaging if you have to do it two or three times a day day after day right for sure and it's like yeah. I, I don't want to spend 12 minutes a day for the next 365 days till a new ship comes out that, that's yeah. just not not fun they, they so. must have known it they oh, must well. have known it and they just they released it anyway but i digress i don't want us to talk exclusively about uh Leviathan this whole time. You mentioned Princess Nisa, and you think that she's not functioning quite right? Well, what do you think is up with her kit? So, so it could be, I mean, it could just simply be a matter, from my perspective, of the, the potency versus tenacity checks, but I've noticed that in my limited testing, um, it feels that certain characters are almost immune to the damage over time effect. So when an Ewok attacks out of turn, they're supposed to be applying a damage over time on the target enemy, uh, and I don't. I do believe it's resistible. I don't think it says in the kit that it's unresistible or anything. But uh, so I've been testing a lot against um, who have I? I've been trying against Gas, Darth Revan, Vader led. Uh, most recently, Jedi Master or Jedi Knight Luke. Um, and so, for example, uh, in two or three games back to back, I, I never landed a damage over time when attacking with Retribution. And I was like, well, that's attacking out of turn. But other times, if I had, like, Wicked call Nisa to attack or Chirpa, it would land the same damage over time. So it, it okay. could be some kind of a class-specific. It could be something happening on the enemy teams I'm just not familiar with in their kits. Hmm. Uh, I haven't had enough testing on it, but I definitely feel that the, the DOT is not applying as it should at the moment. 
it's it's not a, not applying in all instances. You think it's, it's it, it might specifically be when they're attacking with retribution, the counterattacks essentially not applying it. Yeah, because that could yeah could well I haven't just been be my... coding right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely could be coding. And my my concern, of course, being the Ewok nut that I am, you know, I'm going to relic seven her the moment I get her to gear twelve, and uh, it'll be six before they address that if I'm right. But then again, I could be wrong. I mean, I could just, yeah. I need more play testing. I mean, they're going to yeah, be like, yeah, it's an Ewok. We don't care. On the plus side, at least she's still a, she's, she's still a GL layer requirement. And I know months and months ago, you'd already put out speculation saying the next GL is going to be GL layer, which, hey, you're not oh, wrong. You're not wrong. Almost 13 months, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you it go. was almost, it was um, over a year. Are, are but you, I actually, I said, I said, prepped for it then? Arkin. Oh yeah, yeah, uh -huh. definitely I am. Um, yeah, I'm, I am, I'm dumping all my crystals and hoarding crystals and dumping them into the weekly shipments right now for uh, Captain Rex. And I've nice. got, I've got most of Phoenix all up to Relic Three now. Um, I, I really suspect there's going to be another Phoenix in the the Leia requirements, and I, I, I don't so. know who. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just waiting on it. But I, I love the Phoenix team now with Rex. That that oh, one yeah. is so much fun. Mm, um, in conquest, I, I I heard everybody talk about how hard the phoenix kill not kills were. Uh, the victory, which, which right? one? Which feat was it? Yeah, it's uh, win yeah, without, yeah, yeah. Winning win right with paratroopers using units. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know that was the easiest feat I had. That that was absolutely <laughs> the easiest feat. Um, because so um, I'll tell you how to do this one, and I was I'm, I I would like to make a whole vid on that and just share this little strategy, but. So uh, Perseverance, it's when, a re when an ally attacks out of turn, they attack again, right? So yep. with Perseverance, you get two assists with everybody. So you get, basically you're getting eight attacks out of turn. And then the stacking fervor, I think, is when you attack out of turn, you get 4% oh. offense stacking. So that's, okay. yeah, that's eight times four is 32% offense per attack. You're getting a bit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so like in phase one you go to that bonus node and it was the bad batch and so you open with chopper who just takes away the taunt everybody attacks and you're like oh there's 32 percent bonus offense and then if you're lucky enough and i was to get deadly catalyst then what happens oh, is you beautiful. bypass 30 percent of their protection to hit their health so then you put on something like um steadfast swiftness it, what it, the one yeah, exactly. Ruth, so then now everybody is faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, <laughs> then what you just start one shotting everyone. You're just like, kill yeah. that one, kill that one, kill. Okay. Repeat. I, I, and it was I did so very similar stuff myself, actually. But I, I was using, I, I didn't have um, Deadly Catalyst, but I was using just a, a standard sort of Amplify Agony setup with, uh, uh -huh. with Volatile Accelerator and, 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 Ruthless Swiftness, and it was. It's just if you take a turn, something is dying because of all of these assists and attacks out of turn, and all the debuffs that I was applying, getting, you know, amplified agony so that they're losing percentage health effects. And you just go, everybody dies, everybody dies, everybody dies. It's just like <laughs> you just one tap it's, them, and they just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very. So I, I had a great time with that one. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So Leia. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got I, Wicked is R7, of course. Um, if you know anything about my accounts, in fact, I just took Chirpa mm. and Elder up to Relegate because why not? Oh, um. <laughs> my lord! I've heard Elder yeah. is actually one of the ones that um, people are considering dropping from the Ewok team, and I don't yeah, and know I think loads that's about Ewoks. Mistake. 
I th- but isn't isn't he supposed to be the whole TM generation for like the Ewoks? Why would you get rid of him? Oh. <laughs> hey. They they all in their own ways feed turn meter for sure. But Elder, I think it's like um, I think he has a sixty percent chance to give everybody twenty five percent turn meter on his basic. Uh, and lot. so like under Chirpus Omicron, if you're in GAC, every time you use a special, there's a hundred percent chance for somebody to assist. So it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a one in four there. Um, but then of course everybody else calls assist and like Chirpa calls a mass assist. So but yeah, he's a huge turn meter. Uh, train. But what else he does is he gives himself, I think he gives himself 50% turn meter on the basic. So That's pretty there huge. are situations yeah. where basic, Chirpa's leadership passes 20% turn meter. So if that check applies on Elder, he gives himself 70% turn meter. So there are yeah. plenty of situations where he's just like, hit, I'll go again, hit, I'll go again, hit. And your whole team is then going. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I absolutely... I do not think you want to remove him from the the Ewok team with with Nisa now. Um, who, who would you? I think there's a couple. The fifth. Oh man! So that that is that is the struggle, right? Um, I, I was just putting together a video for that. Let me grab my notes. Okay, yeah. So like, Nisa's Omicron is in Territory Wars, and I've I've applied that. Uh, of course, it gives her a hundred percent counter chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like done um <laughs> but whenever an ewok attacks out of turn the target enemy loses five percent stack and crit damage which is nice but whenever she attacks also her cooldowns drop by one and she triple shots so basically she's going to spam her cool her specials every single turn uh which is quite nice because one of them is a hundred percent turn meter removal and stun. So they lose basically oh, two wow. turns. You gotta yeah. reaccumulate that turn meter and then you lose the turn, gotta reaccumulate turn meter again. So I think that she's gonna be really effective in territory war. So then it's like who do you put out there? Like and I and I'm actually gonna recommend it as a defensive team initially. And so I'm 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 looking at Chirpa, uh Elder, Lagre, Poplu, and Nisa. So, so losing Wicked. No Wicked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah losing Wicked. I suppose she can and, and the reason, the offense loss there, I guess. Oh, I'm going for timeouts. I, I'm sorry oh, to okay. have her fight against it. Just timeout. Because so Poplu, Poplu has one of the fastest regenerations in the game. At any status effect, positive or negative, he regains 5% health and 5% protection. And then Nisa doubles that health. I think it's the health, maybe it's the protection, but doubles it to 10%. So, like, if Chirpa does his swarm attack, for example, uh, he gains, I think, three buffs, so basically recovering 30% health and 15% protection right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, so he's going to get really, really beefy. And then Lagre, Chirpa, and Poplu all pass buffs around whenever they're called to assist. So there's going to, and then like Lagre gives foresight and then Nisa gives foresight. And then uh, through Nisa, whenever they get stunned or dazed, uh, they all gain foresight. So there's regeneration there. And then they all gain 100% protection up. So I'm, I'm just going for the, the, the revives from Elder, the foresight, da- mass daze from Lagre, the rapid healing from Poplu. And then Nisa for the turn meter and everything else that she brings to the board. 
Yeah, that sounds I, horrendous. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to stall out a lot of people. I think what's going to happen initially, for sure, is that they're going to they're going to throw a GL at it because they just don't know what to do initially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or they're going to go, oh, they're Ewoks, and they'll send in something like, I don't know, some B-tier first order and get smacked. It is it is a funny it's a funny sort of dichotomy in in Swigger. It's like when you see a team on defense that you've just never seen before and you don't know how to deal, or it's a brand new team, right? You either overkill it or you underestimate it. There's no it's not like middle yeah. ground. You never strike it quite right the first time. So it's like you said, someone's just gonna throw a GL or someone's gonna go in with something like, I don't know, Mon Mothma, and they just will not have the DPS to chew through. And yeah. it'll be like, oh, <laughs> And then yeah. they preloaded it. got and... two holes last week in GC. Nice, man. They just uh, people looked at Rex. Yeah. And they're like, they're, they're like four star Rex. So that'll be easy. No, actually, it's it well. Wasn't. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Because for for me and my my Phoenix at the moment, I've had a lot of sub goals on my Twitch channel, which have been members of my community had voted for me to R nine particular characters when we hit these sub goals, and three of them mm-hmm. now four of them have been Phoenix. So I've had. Chopper, Zeb, and Kanan all going to R9 because of community sub goals, community requests. And we've just, we just this weekend, we did the one for um, Kanan. So that hit the sub goal. So I've started investing in him. I've got until Friday, basically, to take him to R9. And the next one they voted for was Captain Rex. He's going to R9. So I'm going to oh. have a, like a full Relic 9 Phoenix team, apart from Hera, who's at R5. But I might just, might just do that out of, out of my own desire to see a full R9 team and it's just I'm so excited yeah. to get him to relics I'm like give it to me baby I want to see how this guy works yeah. it's going to be great that is going to be so so beefy to get through with Chopper and and Kane and god oh my god yeah and then especially yeah. with the datacron on there the 15% health and protection oh yeah jeez this there's a lot of recovery in that team it, like yeah. if you've got Chopper Zeb and Kanan, the amount of recovery on that team is absolutely obnoxious and a lot of people don't realize as well, Zeb is a tank. I know he doesn't taunt, but yeah. he is a tank. So at he's Relic tank. 9, he's gaining, he's gaining like 30,000 additional protection. And he recovers something like 30% protection when he's got a debuff when he starts his turn. So if he's got like, you know, 150,000 protection, he's recovering like, what, what would that be? 45,000? Uh, 45,000 mm-hmm. protection per turn? That's, that's just, that's nutty. That's a lot. And of course, it's really it gets shared get throughout the whole team. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's it's wonderful. I can't wait. Phoenix is one of the teams I hate to play against the most in in conquest oh. because of that. Like I don't oh know how many God. times I've thrown like a CLS at it, and I'm like, oh, this will be easy. And then as soon as I hit play, I'm like, no, wait, like, <laughs> oh wait, I forgot. Yeah. This team is the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Sabine taking infinite turns, I, I've had Sabine take so many turns against my JML that she's killed JML, triggered sacrifice, and killed him again before I take a turn. She just keeps on going. Shoot, savior, keep shooting, kills him. And I'm like, yeah. honestly, girl, calm down. Like, <laughs> I would like a turn. This is a GL. No. Phoenix are horrible no. in Conquest, man. <laughs> yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not, so- not, a, not a fan. I'm also, I'm really, really eager to test out uh, C-3PO once again with the Ewoks because I haven't used C-3PO with them in in a couple of years. But Mm -hmm. I think like like a a crazy comp that I'm considering uh, for GAC would be Chirpa, obviously with his Omicron, so you get all his assists. Uh, Tebow, Scout, Nisa, C-3PO. 
And you're probably like, what the hell are you yeah, thinking? I am. I am like, okay, what so, is that team? <laughs> okay. So uh, Scout removes turn meter on basic. Tebow removes all turn meter on basic. Uh, all They both, well, not Tebow, but Scout calls assist. Nisa calls assist. Uh, Chirpa has a mass assist. C-3PO has a mass assist. And every time you assist, you should be applying the damage over times. Yep. So With between yeah. between the turn meter removals on on Ewok, uh, sorry Tebow Scout, uh, and and even C three PO has turn meter removal yeah, on his basic. Yeah, yeah, right, five percent. Right? Yeah, and then he gives them uh, the stacks of translation to drop their cooldowns. So the thinking is, you just basically, <clears throat> sorry, start swarming the assists, selectively removing turn meter as needed, and kill them with the dots. Yeah. Well, I mean, C-3PO is going to be applying exposes as well, and that should really help. That should yeah, really, especially really with... help. Excuse me. No, cool. <laughs> I'm choking on something. But yeah, especially mm. when like Nisa hits and then applies exposed and then hits again, triggering, then hits again, applies exposed. Oh, so nasty. and if that's coming off the assist, right? So like if, if Scout hits with his, his special, calls Nisa, you're going to get two assists or two exposed instances triggered so. yeah and that, that that's like exposed damage is is pretty huge um i yeah. can't remember the actual percentage is it like eight percent five percent i'm not sure i think it's, uh, I think it's actually i think it's like 20 percent of health wow okay. yeah so it's it's pretty significant damage increase it's pretty huge um and it can certainly help with a team like ewoks that's typically more death by a thousand cuts type of approach where they're just doing smaller amounts of damage having that exposed is just going to ramp up the amount of uh, output that they give obviously it won't help against teams that are immune to that or take reduced damage from percentage health effects like oh like know, a gl <laughs> crew malik um who yeah else? yeah there's quite Malgus. a few but, <clears throat> but yeah it, i just googled it yeah it's it's 20 percent of their health wow yeah that's huge it's that's so yeah. much damage yeah yeah that, yeah that'll yeah. be really good I mean, uh, that'll be fun. It's so it's, I mean, it's, it's crippling my TLF Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's thing. But hey, we don't know. We don't know what's happening with New Leia. Maybe she's gonna be, maybe she's gonna be stealing some members of the Rebel faction. I don't, I don't think so. I don't prescribe to it because I think she's actually no. gonna be more of a Rebel fighter leader. But it, we don't know until it gets released. So she might start so, stealing CLS. You never know. So yeah, Leia. So okay, the graphic they put in the journey guide is is very clearly an indoor Leia, right? Yeah. And and so they always release the requirements in sets of five right now. At least that's the trend, right? So we got five, we got two more blocks coming soon. I think it's interesting that in, in the first block, uh we got two Ewoks, a, a new one mm -hmm. and a wicket, right? So like I speculated in my initial video, what if she is actually an Ewok? synergy like what because in the basic oh. she said it, it did it said in transit uh end or transmission lost it, or something right? yeah that was it yeah, yeah 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 they've cut cut off a what, part of her kit what if the next sentence of that is something similar for ewoks that she synergizes with ewoks because like if you if you go back oh to God. the movie okay now hear me mm -hmm. out here here we are this is this is something like that people always overlook how, what was our first encounter with Ewoks? So we got we got Han Solo, Jedi Knight Luke, C-3PO, R2-D2 with so sensors and proximity sensors and whatever they got. 
Uh, and then you got Chewbacca there with his wild animal instincts and smell. They were ambushed by 40 or 50 Ewoks mm-hmm. without knowledge that they were there. Like, Luke didn't sense them with the Force. R2 didn't pick them up with any of his sensors. Chupio didn't smell them. Yeah. And boom, there's 40 Ewoks as close as, like, five meters. Right? Yeah. So, but then Leia, what does she do? Instead of getting... <laughs> Uh, you know, airmarked as food, she convinces a native tribal species to to join them in a battle against a, a clearly superior force. So what if her her team is actually Ewoks? And maybe My a rebel <laughs> that like a rebel soldier and three Ewoks. It's it's definitely gonna be Drogon, right? We know well, we yeah. don't know, but it sounds like Drogon was specifically built to go in her team. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming we're getting his kit next week because it's been three weeks, I think, since we've had Nisa, or is it two? I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm it's almost coming two. Soon. I don't oh, think okay. well, that. I don't think we'll get him this week. Um, I mm-hmm. and I also don't think that he's going to be a requirement because, like, they gave us five oh, okay. and then they name dropped him, which would be six requirements yeah. if they did that. And that just mm-hmm. seems kind of odd to me. So I suspect that he will come later, maybe as a conquest character or something. Um, oh, okay. That 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 wouldn't surprise. I mean, you know, it's all speculation, right? But sure. I, I I kind of suspect that there will be another marquee for each of those blocks of five, of course. But I, I'm 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 thinking it's going to be uh, possibly Bale or another Ewok, um, or you know, a Scout Trooper. Sorry. So Bale Scout or a, oh, another yeah. new Ewok is what I'm expecting. Well, I know that the, the data mine packs that we had recently have already uh, implied that there's two more marquees coming. Mm-hmm. So, And this is outside of a supposed Drogon marquee as well. There's two additional right. packs. You know, they they don't say the number. It's like marquee pack number 54 and number 55 or character bundle or whatever they call it, which comes with a release of a marquee. So we know we're getting two new ones in the near future, which is... Quite a lot, because Jabba, we had three marquees, right? We had Santi, mm-hmm. we had Bauchleyer and Skiffguard Lando. Three, three new marquees all required for Jabba, and we've already got two, and we're getting at least two more. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be for Leia, but I think we can make some assumptions that it's most likely that they're going to be for Leia, which means we're going to have quite marquee-heavy team uh, or yeah. requirements. And I think they will be. Anything. Yeah, so Jabba, I, if I recall, uh, hit the tables on September, I think around the 20th, 21st or something. I don't remember exactly. And if that falls as the same this year, we're only six weeks away, uh, maybe seven weeks. So basically, yeah, you need you need the next set of five and a marquee, wait three weeks, repeat, wait two weeks, Jabba, uh, not Jabba, but Leia. So yeah, I think both of these marquees are definitely for her. Yeah, but and again, I, I like speculation. Yeah, no, speculation is healthy for the game. It's fun, um, and it can help you get a leg up for future yeah. stuff. You know, I also think Sagrar is is going to be in there as a requirement. Oh yeah, uh, that wouldn't that, yeah that wouldn't make too much that wouldn't be too unsurprising. I guess he's still got ties to Leia. Makes sense. He is also a rebel fighter. Makes sense, and well, he's, he's not her- required past Gear Twelve currently, right? Right. So exactly. So that pushes you up there, uh, but he's kind of like you know, like her, 
her her counterpart or her antithesis, right? She's she, like sure. Saw was who cares what the costs are, achieve the victory, right? And yeah. Leia was actually a pacifist in the beginning, right? So yeah, I think yeah, he'll be he's there. Very much a Machiavellian type guy, isn't he? He ends justify the means. Almost I kind radicalized. of ex- <laughs> yeah. I, I expect the the Hoth rather rebel soldier to be there. Uh, maybe Jen Urza because she was obviously got the Death Star plans to give to Leia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the big wild card to me is is Afra Sana or uh, um, Mara gonna be there? I, I expect one of those mm-hmm. three because like Mara was claimed. I, I mean, I I don't know the whole lore here. I'm I'm kind of. Mm-hmm in the dark on this one, but Mara, as I understand was non-canon Luke's wife for a while, or that maybe has been canon. canonized. I don't remember. I, uh, I don't know if it's canon Af- or not, but I know that did. Happen, yeah. yeah. And then <clears throat> Dr. Afra and Leia had many, many interactions in the comic series. I mean, even Leia's on the cover of multiple Afra comics. And then Sana mm-hmm. claimed to be Han Solo's wife. Uh, so Leia probably had something to say about that. Yeah, so, she probably wasn't too happy about that, I imagine, depending on where no, in the timeline that sits. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not so, so well-versed in wider sort of extent, expanded universe lore, as it were. So uh, I can't well, this really This game has like, too pushed much. my knowledge for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd, I'd heard of people like Mara Jade, but outside of the fact that she was originally, you know, um, she was originally Palpatine's right-hand woman, and was sent to kill Luke. And then I believe there was a Luke clone that she killed instead, and that kind of broke her programming, and then that's how she fell in love with Luke and married him and all the sort of business. This is what I think I know. I hate it when you so fall in love with the person you kill. I know. It's so inconvenient, right? It creates a really weird dynamic in the relationship. It's like, well, you did try to kill me. So, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. But, it could, you know, I, I always... I, I don't mind new marquees coming out. New marquees is always fun because we tend to get a, a new buff or a new debuff or a new mechanic with every new kit, right? So I always find mm-hmm. it exciting, even if I'm not personally invested in the character that's coming out. I'm like, yeah, cool. Why not? Yeah. Invent Drogon. Make up a character. Let's see his kit. More diversity is always good. It's what keeps the game interesting. For sure. For sure. It's it's what keeps CLS alive and viable in this game there's always new kits that come it's like oh okay this is another booster for cls we got chewy and then we got chupio no we got chewy then we got c3po and then we got chupio it's like that that kit that uh team that cls team has had long-term viability i feel just like night sisters man night sisters have remained yeah. relevant for a long time and now they've got merin and merin is 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 upping their game and even beating stuff like jabber these days which is crazy to me i know it's helped by a datacron but you know still bring viability so i'm all for new kits bring it on cg i want to see what you got so who do you think the next gl will be Mm. that's tough man and i don't even think cg knows hence the the survey they put out recently (laughs) like i said lack of creativity ideas help us out (laughs) um i think that was the most awkward thing uh, but it's good I they think, ask. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. No, I, I like that because it shows that, you know, at least they're engaging with the community a bit. Now, mm-hmm. what has typically happened with GLs is we've had, you know, light side, dark side, or they've come together or whatever, you know. And this latest one will tie us up on light side and dark side GLs with Leia coming. But we still have the neutral tag. 
we could push into that a little bit. You know, I would I would very much like to see a Revan Reborn that utilizes a balance of light side and dark side. Like, I'd love to see him take Jedi Knight Revan and Darth Revan. Must have those in the same team at the same time. And then throw in, I don't know, maybe original Basti and Basti Fallen. Have something weird like that happen. And have him be a neutral tag, but benefits off having a balanced light side, dark side, Jedi, Sith setup. Give me something like that. That would be cool. That would be so, so interesting. And, and that immediately brings up visions of like... In original Star Trek, there was this race of aliens that, like, right down the front of their face, one half was white, one half was black. And I'm just thinking of, like, Revan's team <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 want, I want them to do something different, you know, just mix it up a little bit. Because we could certainly go back and we could say, I don't know, can we get Boss Nass leading a bunch of Gungans or something like that? I'm not invested in it but they've got the option to do it could they do something mm -hmm. you know with um the prequel content around you know the 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 mother and the father and Abeleth and all this sort of stuff they, they they've got there's enough content in star wars un lore that they can they can make oh, something it's happen huge. right it's it's um, absolutely huge like in in this in researching nisa a little bit like i actually i had no idea who she was other than i, I bought this yeah. Um, decorative statue about a year ago from some Japanese artists. I wish I could remember the name, but it's it's an ATST, and it's it's getting taken down by a swarm of Ewoks. And up at the top of it is Nisa stabbing it with a dagger. It's it's really nice. cute. But that's that's the only iteration of her I've ever heard of. So when they when they announced her, I was like, what? Okay, who? Wow. So I I, I jumped online, and I found like. She's been in like five or six books, couple comics, the the wow. cartoon series. Um, Lucas Film uh, Studios just confirmed that this little Ewok that looks like her in the '80s cartoon is her. I was like, oh, good. I'm glad we're we're doing nice. that now. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so yeah, you're right. The lore is huge. There's so much happens between comics, books, novels, uh, animes, games, and things that people, 99% of us aren't even aware is out there. Yeah, for sure. Who, who would yeah. you like to see as as a GL, if anybody? Uh, as a GL, I actually I don't. I've never played Knights of the Old Republic, which I know right there some people want to unsubscribe. Sorry, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've never played it, so I have no connection to Revan or uh, Revan Reborn. I don't see that happening, um, not yet, just because like I don't I, I, like the the monetization opportunity for Old Republic isn't there because. Revan, Darth Revan, especially now being Relic 9 uh, requirement yeah. for Leviathan. It's like too many people will already be chasing that high relics. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> they'd have to put out, I think, multiple marquees. And I think Sorty kind of pointed yep. to that. Um, <clears throat> especially oh, since she doesn't really when have came out. When, when Sorty yeah. came out, I was like, next GL is going to be Revan. It has to be. Like, why would they just make yeah, a up lot some random old Republic? <laughs> and then it never happened. Yeah, I made a video, actually, and I explicitly said, I think that was a title. It was like, next GL, it's not Revan Reborn, sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I think that for the community's sake, that would be good, because that there is such a following, but they definitely sure. need to expand the, 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 the character base for Old Republic or Sith. Um... <clears throat> I was actually just thinking about that today, though. There was another faction. There's there's nobody in the... They, they, oh, what what faction is that? So we've got Resistance, Rebels, 
we've mm-hmm. got we got Jedi. I can't remember. There's. I don't think it'd be a separatist either. No, I can't see it being a separatist because we've already got like the the higher ups of the separatist army, right? We've already got stuff like Newt. We've already got Dooku. There's um, there's Palpatine, unless they went for Chancellor Palpatine, I guess. But yeah, okay. So so Bad Batch, no Bounty Hunter, no Clone Droid Empire. I I could see I could see another Empire. Uh, GL, it, it makes sense to me. Although I think that they will try to break away from the movies for the next GL because all of them have been from feature films. <clears throat> so Empire, yeah. we've got Lord Vader, right? But mm-hmm. he, you know, when I think of Empire, and I think when if, if I go ask my mom or my grandma or whoever, of course they're not playing the game. But if I say, hey, name somebody who was in the Empire, you don't get Lord Vader. You get Darth Vader or Palpatine, but you get stormtroopers and, and I, you know, all the different troopers. So I could definitely see another empire GL, uh, maybe like a trooper style, but I don't know who that would be. Well, a lot of people have theorized that we'll get a new grand admiral Thorne, you know, with Ahsoka coming out and he is empire. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Uh, But no, I think it'd be Mandalorian now that that's what I was thinking. Oh, Mando. And I, yeah. Okay. I actually don't want it to be Mando. Uh, we already have two versions of him. I, I think they just need to wait and see, especially since uh, Mando has, like, I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. What, what is his name? Do you know his name? Pedro Pascal? There, yeah. So there's all kinds of rumors about his his level of satisfaction and happiness in doing yeah. the, the, the role. And so, like, it, it has been acknowledged that at the end of the last season of Mandalorian, his screen time was reduced and Bo-Katan has been deliberately built up as a replacement. Now we don't know if that's going to continue. Um, but if, if that show continues to rebuild Mandalore, then it would make sense to see a GL, you know, standing over Mandalore with a Mandalorian team to back her up him or her. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see that. But I think that, that, yeah, I think think an Empire GL is more likely. And uh, Thrawn sounds good. Um, I think there's just, the the Empire has so much to offer. uh, And there's so many more things. So much we're still missing, right? Yeah, yeah, and especially the new Ahsoka show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's there's new Inquisitors coming to that show. Uh, There's going to be a lot of stuff in there. I'm I'm really hyped about Ahsoka. Did did you watch the, uh, the trailers for Ahsoka? The first one, I have willfully yeah. avoided the second one just because I, I don't want any That's more fair. spoilers. Yeah, so I'm no, trying I feel not. that. But uh, <clears throat> watching it, I was I was decidedly hyped. I think they've done a very good job of making that show look amazing just from the trailers alone. I was like, I really want to see this film. Uh, this film is not a film series. Um, but apparently they are yeah. doing a film afterwards, right? Yeah. So. And then uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you've kept up with, uh, was it um, Skeleton Crew? That one looks exciting to me. No, I haven't actually. Yeah, that's with Jude so, Law, isn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah, Skeleton Crew is is basically following um, a ship that gets lost, has only two adults and a, and a handful of children, and they're defining it basically as Stranger Things in space. So cool. people are people are thinking it might have live action Night Sisters and and other just funky stuff, but they're saying that despite having kids as some of the prominent roles, they're like this will not be a full family uh, uh, safe series. Yeah, yeah, They're sure, going dark sure. with it. That's and then cool. same I with mean, I love Stranger Things. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Acolyte, so, I haven't seen anything about actually, but I haven't been following up on on uh, Skeleton Crew either, so I I wasn't aware of what the theme was. I'm you know just give me Star Wars content, man. I'll, I'll watch any and all of it. It's good. It's good. Oh baby. All right. Okay. I think we'll we'll wrap it up now, Gerbil. But do you want to give us a, uh, a a down low of what you've got coming up? You said you were working on a video at the minute. Yeah, yeah. So, well, the next video I'm posting, maybe tonight, probably not, maybe tomorrow. It's it's basically just a summary of a lot of what we already talked about. But like, who is Nisa? Uh, how does she fit into the Ewok squad? What is the the kit synergies? So, like, I don't do like kit reveals, but I do like to go sure. through and break down how the kit synergizes directly with other members of the squad. Because like, we can all read the kit and go, oh, it provides potency up. Okay, but what does that mean relative to the other members of the faction? So, uh, yeah, I'm going to break that down and try to explore, like, who she's probably going to work best with. Um, after that, <clears throat> I'm probably going to get another Speculation Leia video. And then uh, I, I have a, a really crazy farming strategy for newish accounts um, that, that a bunch of people have been telling me that they're pursuing and enjoying and they want more. So I'm looking at that. Um, but, cool. but, yeah, like I said, I just, I just throw out stuff that... I think is intriguing and it basically is the road less traveled. So check Absolutely. me out on YouTube, the gerbil. I may or may not 100%. post, but you'll notice <laughs> my, uh, my neon green and, and pink, uh, thumbnails are very distinctive. They, yes. I yes. Like I've them. noticed them myself. Well, thank you so much, gerbil. I'm going to make sure I'm going to go and watch your, uh, your home one video beating the, uh, the Leviathan. I want to, I want to check that one out see if I can get some value out of that. And I'll probably see if I can make it work without the Millennium Falcon. Cause that would be, that'd be top tier. Anyway, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh man. Thanks um, for having me. It's been great. Yeah. Cool. So this, this, this will be a segment in my podcast that I'm recording later on this evening, but it should be live on Monday evening. Uh, well for you, it would be Monday morning, I guess. So if you feel like watching the rest of the show, do listen in. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Peace out, man. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you again. Oh, my God. That was the fastest few moments of my life. I know it was an hour, but in real terms, it was uh, it was a couple of seconds. Hi, Mr. Ranger J. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good, man. What's going on, brother? Oh, well, same old, same old. It's, it's that wonderful time of the week known as Sunday, where all anxious nice people quiet, get to worry about... Well, yeah, yeah, we just um, finished TV and the mm. raids rounding up and, you know, GAC is getting ready to kick off tonight or tomorrow. And yeah, the finals. Man. How's how's your GAC week been? I don't think I've caught up with you on your GAC. I mean, What's going I'm, on? I'm one one and one uh, or no. Yeah, I'm one and one. So the first round I lost barely. Uh, second one, I was no contest. Um, they did ten battles. They just gave up immediately, uh, and we one shot full clear them. Um, nice. So we'll see. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, as I, as I always say, it, GAC for me is just a thing now. I enjoy it mm -hmm. mainly because of the community and the interaction with the community, and just, just having fun oh, for doing sure. it for them, and you know, being a little silly and goofy. And because I always end up five and four, six and three, but I'm in a Kyber two. I'm not going to get any higher, no matter what I do. I'd have to go eight and one, eight and one, and just not, oh man, it's brutal. You know, I'm just, I, I'm just not going to. So I'm having Kyber two, get my yeah. crystals, get my victories, and you know, I and know just use whatever well. material. Yeah, just get what I, I get from the like, JC toward my farms. Last week, I jumped up into Kyber one by winning the okay. like I, I won the first two rounds of that week, and I knew I was going to lose the finals. So I got promoted in in round two. I lost the finals and go straight back down into Kyber two. And honestly. 
I don't care, man. I don't. I don't care. Like, no. It's like it. It. It doesn't feel any fundamentally different to me playing in Kyber One to the top end of Kyber Two. I'm missing out on twenty crystals a day and some extra crystals when I get a win. But if I let this bother me, if I let that shit piss me off, I will never be happy. So I'm. I'm just it's gonna sit there it. and be happy. You know what I mean? You just can't. You, you just can't right. overcome the squish. You have to mm -hmm. like just go ham. Um, so it is what it is. You know, you you. It's for me GAC because they really haven't done much with it in a long time, and it's just kind of a thing. You go in there, mm. and with Datacrons, you just kind of roll the dice and see what happens, um, and yeah. get what you can get out of it. That's the way I, I treat TW uh, for us in our guild the same way. I mean, place all yeah. the defense, and I'll go on offense. I'll do my battles. If we win, great. More stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If we lose, great. I still get stuff, so I'm not overly mm -hmm. bothered. Um, I, I actually that. I actually care more about TW than I do about GAC, I think. And that's not because I actually like the game mode. I, I don't well, I don't dislike TW. I think it's perfectly enjoyable. I find it frustrating when you're just like waiting for guild members to attack and you just say, we need to clear this wall, man. Yeah. I gotta go to bed. I find that frustrating, but I, I enjoy like I enjoy the premise of it. That that part's fun for me. Um GAC is just it is what it is I, I like going in there I like having a bit of fun enjoying it like you said with your community because yeah. you know these days we we get a, a good solid turnout for GAC on the streams and I know you guys oh, yeah. do as well so it's always fun to have that back and forth with the chat you know sit back there and just see how 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 boned you are or you know sometimes yeah. I admit I'll pull my hands up sometimes Scribble loses his oh, I, pool and goes I did, I did Friday. That new Galactic Challenge, man, had me just going, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, man. Uh, it was gross. You gotta be kidding me. It was so gross. And then, you know, get right mm. into GAC. The GAC was yeah. wild because we didn't lose any battles. So I was, I was cool, calm, mm -hmm. and collected. But th they said, if you turn nice. the Galactic Challenge, like, I looked at it. Why? And it's like, well, why don't you go try it? I'm like, okay. A few battles later, it was like just every other word was f bomb and just going off on CG. Like, how lazy are you with this crap, man? Seriously, like, nope. It's it just so disgusting, bad. man. You know, like they they got their stacking stacking offense and constant reviving, and you have to do it with a team that has no means of permanent death. So it's mm. like if you if you mess that shit up and you kill them too many times without getting one in a big AOE, you know, killing three of them yep. maybe then they're just going to be unkillable and they're going to be hitting you for like 300,000 damage on a basic, you know? Yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> okay. Just, they ramp up too quickly. It, it's just gross. You know, well, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I beat it at tier 8. I'll take my tier 9 box. Yeah, I'll just take my tier mm. 9 box, get my stuff, and as I said, I'm not going to worry about it. Mm. I'm still going to let CG get it because, and, I mean, I'm just so tired of some honestly, of this lazy crap that they're doing. That is genuinely what I would recommend everybody do. Like I don't, it's not worth yeah, stressing it's yourself it's out it's over a GAC, uh, a GC for the minimal rewards difference that you get between, you know, say like a gold box and a red box for that event. Like yeah. not even you don't even need the second best rewards. You can go two or three tiers down, and you're still earning ninety percent of the rewards. It's not worth red boxing most of the time. And I say that as a guy that deliberately does red box videos. You know, I do videos for GC because it's just part of my content. You know, I that's one of the things I do. That's why I red box 90% of the time, you know? The only times I, I don't red box is when I physically can't, because I might not have, like, Ewoks, for example. I don't have the gear in them, man. Actually, sometimes well, yeah, it's you like can the still new one. do that, but... Mm. Yeah, the it's next one coming up, up is Tuscans. I'm like, okay, that's a tier 8 or tier 9. I'm not even messing around with that. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. no.
moving on. Yep. And I'm flo- slowly farming Tuscan Chieftain, but he was one of the ones I skipped nice. because I'm like not interested in Tuscans. And mm. you know, I didn't. I mean, Zori's almost seven stars, but I've been slow farming her in Tuscan oh, Chieftain. Man. Now Warrior's done, and they're all ready to rock and roll. Mm. But kind of, you kind of have a, have the game plan in, in this game. Even if you spend, you still have to have a game plan. Of course. And yeah. for me, it was it was Jedi survivor cal and i got him and he's awesome and then leviathan which is seven mm-hmm. stars not nice. so awesome i'm hopeful and then i'm about to finish relicking my night sisters and that's the plan and now nice. the rest i'm just gonna chill and just get the stuff mm-hmm. for gla i'm already working on rex uh mm-hmm. he's five almost six stars it's like okay take my crystals nice. get shipment you know and then just start I'm, hoarding for the next two months i'm basically following the same path but i'm probably like i don't know a month behind you in that in that setup, right? Because I'm yeah. right now. I'm farming for Jed Michael. I know you got him first time round. I'm farming for him. I've just finished off Leviathan, but only to six stars. I'll get it seven stars next month, and I'm fine with that. That's totally cool by me. Um, but then I will, I will be rounding out that Jed Michael team. I'll be investing in Malakos when he comes out because he looks frankly ridiculous, like just oh, absurdly kids. powerful. <laughs> it gets me weak at the knees reading that guy's kit. So I'll be doing that, yeah. but then it's straight on to GL layer for me as well. You know, man, that's that's the plan. That's the uh, and you're yeah, not going to get Cal. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm farming Jet Knight Cal. Requirements oh, you're farming right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my that's what I'm doing right now. Jet Knight okay. Cal requirements, but they're you know I I think they're all like four or five stars apart from Cal Kestis, who's like R six because he's a low low energy cantina farm. You can knock that out in two and a half weeks. You know, it's it's a pretty quick farm. So. Uh, I've got him basically ready. I'm going to take him to R7 once I yeah. finished my uh, my sub goal. We had our sub goal on the weekend, so I've got to take my Kanan to R9. Um, yeah. I don't know why y'all so do he... that to yourselves, man. <laughs> hey, man. The so one thing I will the, not the do is, stage is of Phoenix, people... I'm quite happy about it. <laughs> well, we go about different ways of how we have fun with the community and, and stuff. I'll do shoeies, but I'll be damned if they're going to show me the Relic 9 cup. I'm like, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. yeah. Because I, I, I know how ruthless lucky. they can be. They'd have me do ETH cough and cough. I'm like, mm, um, no. Well, because, because fall for that. We, hit our, uh, we, we hit our sub goal on Friday for for Kanan. And, and, you know, when I do this, as soon as you hit the sub goal, we decide the next one, right? And yeah. um, and and Bodhi Rook was the one that nearly took it. But we managed to win out with Captain Rex. So I'm like, I'm pretty happy, to be honest. Like, if I got a sub goal for an R9 Captain Rex, I'm, I am... I'm happy about that, man. Especially since I've already done Kanan. Well, I'm doing Kanan. Yeah. I've done Chopper. I've done Zeb. It, you know, Hera's already R5 thanks to Profundity Farm. Getting an R9 Captain Rex to round it off, man, that's a full team, baby. I'm happy about that. It's not bad. It's, it's Rex with the Phoenix is actually pretty solid now. It's quite yeah, a good team. And they're pilots. And so, exactly. you know, you're getting something out of that, but yeah. And seeing... Captain Rex is also an R7 requirement for GL layer. So it, it's like, you know, it's barely, yeah. I know, R7 to R9 is still a pretty heavy invest, I will be honest, but it's not like I wouldn't be relicking this guy any, anyway, right? So, mm. and you know, in TW with the Omicron over there, um, you can beat Reva with Phoenix. Nice. So that's, it's pretty that's nice. Heavy investment, but yeah, you can do it. I heavy mean, investment, yeah. Yeah, you need absolute heavy, heavy investment. investment. But it's like the Night Sisters. I mean, I'm investing in them mainly because I've got Marin. I'm going to put the two Omicrons on, but mm. it's a really good team, and you see it in action. And I was like, 
that secrets and shadows yeah i'm so- sick of looking at it. it's the only assault battle i don't have done i'm like okay we're getting this yeah, yeah, we're getting this too. backed out i don't want to i just want to sim it you know i don't want to because the only one i can't send even the quizzer one's done i'm like that's i gotta do something so i'm like all yeah. right let's get him relic let's get in there let's get dirty and i'm going to mm-hmm. 60 him and, and, and get that team in there but yeah uh, it, I, for the, the most uh... part i would say that the characters minus a few bugs here and there i've been pretty solid the jedi calivant yeah the the, the team the ufas marin they're all fantastic mm. i mean saw's a little bit but tarful actually is just pretty yeah. surprise, a really good team with the wookies uh it's really frustrating because we're at in the community right now is you look at all the stuff they've been doing for characters and like jedi the, the, the jedi survivor event you know it was yeah. um fallen order but i mean they did great job with that event it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it the team's really good you can beat it at 12 um and yeah. you get really good it's, characters gimme, out of it man. that is a gimme it's like, really nice and and i look yeah. at that i'm going great job cg and i really enjoyed that and that was a lot of fun keep doing more of that and then i look at leviathan like there's got to be two different teams doing this i can't explain <laughs> how you can have such a wonderful release yeah. of characters uh, for legendary that is so well done in the kit and jedi cal is just He's so fun to play with. Such a oh, monster. I can't wait, dude. I really He's can't so wait fun. to have him. And then you look over at Leviathan, like, what is the the disconnect here? How does this yeah. go so well? And some of the other mm-hmm. stuff CG's doing, and then this is such a disaster. And, it's a head scratcher. It, sure. it can't be the case of, oh, fleet's just boring. Because I understand not everybody likes fleet battles. I don't particularly sure. like fleet battles, but it, they can't have got it like like that dichotomy is so large how can they get one thing so right the other thing so drastically wrong and it'd be the yeah. same you know the same company pushing it out because as far as i know jedi Knight cal didn't release with a boatload of bugs as long as my arm you know no I, mean? I can't think of hardly any it's been pretty pretty solid no he's a fantastic character i've really enjoyed it and and he's usable in many teams, especially the mm-hmm. Jedi. So, and I've been having a lot of fun just running him with Jedi Revan and just destroying I think things. The 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 biggest oversight I've heard about Jedi Knight Cal is that the the unlock mission for Zepho, you're tied into using a Seer leadership. So if you've got his Omicron leadership, you're not you're not getting the use out of it. And that's not even a bug. That's more of just an oversight, right? Yeah, yeah I didn't really have any. But yeah, but I didn't. The event so it's more thematic. There's a little bit mm-hmm. of a puzzle on one of the missions, but if you figure out like once you get yeah. it, it's 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 easy. Mm-hmm. It's more just having fun and 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 just reliving. If you played Fallen Order, you have a real good yeah yeah. Uh, they were really good incorporation of the stages in that that game into mm-hmm. Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, and I thought that it was really well done. I mean, and so yeah, I mean we and then we we're, we're both we're both fair. I mean, I'm always fair with CG. When they get stuff right, mm-hmm. I'm going to defend them and I'm going to give them praise. And they do, definitely oh, deserve sure. praise for Cal. But when they shit the bed like they did with Leviathan, I'm going to be vitriol and just be like, "Come on, man! We, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we expect more. You know, well, it, it you just do. Yeah. you do. It's, 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 it's just it's, disappointing, yeah. man. It's just disappointing. That's the, that's the thing. It's so disappointing. You know, it's it's not even it's not even that I want this fleet to come in and just dominate it's not even that it's just when you set the expectation to be that because it's cg is out the C- you like their posts literally say it's the best you know they say it's going to be the new king they say it's going to supplant executor and profundity and it's just not yeah it's just, they set that expectation that did not come from man. the community you know we didn't yeah. set any of this expectation on that goddamn ship and they did it, you know so you got to deliver 
It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good lesson. Don't overpromise what you can't deliver yeah, yeah, yeah. because, you know, when people are spending time and money to go for that and it affects the other portions of their game, they're going to be pretty pissed and they have every right to be because yeah. you blew it not not yeah. us you know so actually I, yeah. I need to i need to pick your brains ranger since so we've just gone through tb now i've heard that the leviathan is absolutely god awful at the dark side fleet missions is that i true? tried it on both they got it got obliterated i like, got what absolutely is CG thinking with the balancing of these fleet missions man like the i, I like, don't I, know I, maybe man. this is on me maybe this is on me for my expectation seeing that super hard dark side fleet mission i was like oh They've done that because the new capital ship we're coming is going to go out and stomp it. You know, that's going to be like an incentive. Get Leviathan. It stomps the dark side CMs. That was for, the expectation uh, that it would help with that fleet because it, it's, a, it's, it, it's just nuts. Is it like just doesn't work? It just gets obliterated. Like the, the, the best fleet is still the Empire fleet with your standard lineup with Bomber and, and, and all them. And but that's rng and and i've beaten yeah. it before with that fleet but it's straight rng yeah. depends on mm -hmm. you know everything that happens with that i literally beat it once once and it i think like i beat luck. it two or three <laughs> times the other times yeah. i just and, and i'm counting out of both those battles the phase one and two sure um yeah. but I've, I've got a victory but outside of that i went in with mm -hmm. leviathan both times i told the guild i was going to do it um especially at seven stars and yeah no contest absolutely no contest it, it was an absolute slaughter i mean one they need to underclock that damn there is something screwy going on with that G, those geonosians on there i think they're getting the buff uh car told me that they're getting the buff from the planet and stuff and it makes them do crazy oh, stuff just buff. again oh, yeah. yeah and so that's is. really screwing yeah. things over which they haven't addressed but mm -hmm. even then the ship it's just it, that's one problem but the leviathan being as buggy and as poo poo as it is right now mm -hmm. it, it has no chance i mean yeah you could get lucky you could get good rng um i actually did and i was fighting the fight and actually it was going okay and mm -hmm. then one round of them just hitting hard it was like okay it well that's enough. that just toast, you know so yeah, yeah you just can't and let's let's not forget mm -hmm. that the um the, the in 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 phase one the dark side you, you're locked into using scythe in the starting lineup as well so that's yeah. going to immediately mess with the leviathan it's like mm -hmm. hmm, okay well, well i did that one with <laughs> leviathan just to see would anything yeah, change from the fight mm. because i already know what empire will do in that fight and it's not very much with scythe mm. um unless you get the right rng the true yeah. was phase two when I went in there with just a full Leviathan fleet and was like, mm, yeah. mm, mm, mm. no, it's, no, just no. Got way too much damage output. Like you, you start that yeah. and they just go and you just like ships just drop like flies and you're like, oh, oh, okay. I guess I just know I don't get to have ships. That's not something I'm allowed to have. It's, it's really just, strange to choice. If you look at look at the fights in the mix zone and the light side battles, mm. they're pretty well balanced. I mean, yeah, once I'd in a while so. you get some better RNG, but for the most part, I'd say 90, 95% of the time I beat mm -hmm. that easily. Um, yeah. And it's well balanced. You have to know what to attack and, mm -hmm. you know, but outside oh. of that, it's pretty straightforward. You can use executor in the middle. You can use profundity in negotiator uh, yeah. on light yeah, side. Yeah, negotiator is actually pretty solid. For, for it's the very solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually, yeah. Yeah, so those places that, that opens do really up work capabilities for, for like the smaller guilds to actually progress a little bit. Those that haven't yeah. got their profundities yet, they've got negos and stuff like that, and and they can go in and still beat those CMs. And the fleet CMs are worth so much more than the ground missions. So it's like it's nice yeah, that they've got that option, 
except Darkseid it just gets screwed up. I don't I don't understand the the thought process from CG on that. I got to be honest. Just doesn't make well, sense luckily, to me. Well, luckily, you know, the phase 1 and phase 2 of TB, you mm -hmm. can massively overcome come that with, you know, as because those two phases with the GP, you get reach a certain threshold, you'll be fine even if you don't do that. If you do some other fights, yeah. you know, you're going to be fine. So, it's not that big a deal it's more of just the, the the frustration of like i'm thinking of gills that are are climbing up and they start working on this stuff to go beat these tvs that are getting less stars what are they focused on and basically you gotta tell them don't worry about dark side right now it's a mess don't even bother you know you're just yeah. you're just giving yourself a headache go work on the light side and have your executor and stuff or the fleets for the you get you get those two done and your whole guild does those those battles i mean that's the majority of the fights that you need to do for those phases and you'll be fine for your star levels and stuff because yeah at this point dark side battles i just just like the for the fleets that is it's like mm -mm, yeah, the fleets are uh, just and and it's only in a handful of the fleets as well because there isn't any fleet battles in phase three i want to say and is it no, phase three, three and, and phase four, four? Yeah. yeah so it's no half the time battles. they're not even there and uh, i don't know it's it's confusing and that terrifies me for what's going to happen for phase five because we're working our way to that right now it's like yeah. mm -hmm. i'm not using leviathan why would i i'm gonna get <laughs> slaughtered if i can even beat the other two i'm just looking at that fleet going mm -hmm, i'm gonna get killed yeah That's well just, maybe maybe by the time that. that comes out leviathan's bugs will be fixed Hopefully, maybe they buff man. it a little bit I mean, I don't care if they just give Leviathan a literal clause in its kit that's, that improves its performance in TB. Like, just give me that. Give me something. <laughs> yeah. Give me some value to this ship. Goddamn. I don't know. Uh, obviously, we'll that's not well, all we're gonna have a big. It, we should have a big news week this week. Hopefully. With, yeah. uh, well, we're going to get the new Datacron set. Um, yep. So we'll see what uh, nonsense is going to be in those, and we'll shake our heads and just throw our hands up and just deal with it like we hey, always man, do. So long as there's no evasion in there. And there's nothing that stupid. They haven't brought Dodge Evasion back. Knock mm -hmm. on wood. Let's hope they keep that trend. This defense crap right now is really overwhelming for some players. Um, yeah. The the other thing which we should get, I'm gonna say, high possibility, although not. I don't. I can't go 100. percent The new character and the next requirements for Leia will come out this yep. week. Um, That's quite likely. Drogon, right? Captain Drogon. We'll probably yeah, get his Drogon kit will and... come out. Yeah, is, and the next uh, round of is Yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be coming out this week as well. Um, so yeah, we'll get some news this week. Last week was quiet because there really wasn't much for them to do. And then I'm hoping that the start of, or if not all of the Leviathan fixes, will start coming. Well, in. yeah, uh, I think this last yeah, week that's... CG has been hiding in a bunker, trying to avoid the collateral damage from the Leviathan fallout more than anything. They're just like, oh my god, it's raining fire. But hey. Maybe now, like you said, they're going to be rolling out some fixes. I hope so. I hope so, because I think I think they owe the player base that much. But yeah, well, I'm excited yeah. to see new requirements for GL layer though. That's uh, that should be that should be spicy. It's going to be interesting because I don't really think there's going to be anything drastic in that. We already knew the, know the new mm -hmm. character. I think for this one, we'll get um, you know, four other characters that we, we won't be surprised by. You know, sure. th that'll be some kind of relic requirement. What's going to be interesting about Gilea? Now, I was talking with uh, Aldis on this on the Jedi Academy on Saturday. Okay. The um, the th the third round of requirements is what I've got my eyes on because what I'm waiting to see. Because here's the thing: if you look at the Jabba GL 
event last year. It was a self-contained team. You had Job and the three yeah. new characters, and then the fifth was, you know, a flex. You could put whatever you want. You can go with Boba Fett, you can go with Embo, Greedo's really good in there. Um, hell, you can go Gamorian Guard and go two tanks. I've seen that. Um, the little piggy that could. Yeah, poor little piggy. Uh, but this, so far, the two new characters that are required, um, Rex and Kinesa, we know are not going with Leia. They're not even, Kinesa's Ewoks it's and just, Rex is definitely Phoenix. Oh, so we have yeah. the other they, new character that they've yeah. created. So that's one. But I just had this sneaky suspicion in the back of my head, which wouldn't surprise me that we're getting two more marquees to have the GL Leia, Leia team as part mm -hmm. of it. That's one possibility, but we were talking about this also on the Jedi Academy. What if they're going in a new direction with Leia where she's the 3v3 GL? Because the Ray's going to be 3v3. God. And oh, no. So no new marquees, but it'll be certain characters that you'll use in there. I don't know if CG's going to go that route. That seems like that would be less revenue for them. You know, I think I think, but it's a possibility. Unrest, it's it it's, makes it's sense. A, it's a possibility. They can certainly do it. I think, I think, especially after the Leviathan, how well that was received by the community. I'll, I think they would be very brave to say our oh, first three v three only GL. People will be like, "Excuse me, fucking what?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it'll be needed for the raid, but we've seen with the the, the current yeah. raid. That's going to fade away. And then just yep. a GL for 3v3, you're not going to convince the community on that. They want it like, and I just don't think that that's the thing because they've been, late was the lightest kit. I can't remember that had both 3v3 and 5v5 as part of the Omicron Rex. and kits. Yeah. Rex, Rex, right? So it was Rex. Rex. I, was, yeah. I didn't want to say without being sure, but that mm. seems more the direction they're going. I cannot see them not okay bringing with two that. more marquees. You know well, what I'm saying? I, I think there's been data mines that are suggesting that two more marquees are coming to new marquees as well as Drogon. I think that I believe that was already found in the data mines for the additional character bundles, which yeah. obviously subject to change, you know, whatever. Because it's in there doesn't mean it's being released now. Exactly. Yeah. Let's 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 operate with due caution here. But it would be it would suggest that two additional marquees are still coming. And given the fact that we're building towards GL layer, it would suggest that they are probably either going to be requirements for or be needed in the layer team. So I, I don't know, man. I really hope they don't go a 3v3 route. I think the player base would, would, would flip shit. I would um, flip shit because it's like, what's I would flip the shit. point? You yeah, know, if, if you're farming for a top five, character, mm -mm. Yeah, like... It's like mm -mm. You, you want you want something that's gonna like GLs typically just work. Like you throw them in a game mode, yeah. and they're pretty dependable. They're pretty reliable. They're gonna they're gonna mess stuff up, right? If yeah, they start, they start restricting that power, or even in threes, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at look at C man. He's basically a two man <laughs> a two man GL. It's him and what, and they're just there repping Team Sith. Um, I know you could there there are other combinations that you can use and stuff like that, especially if you've got more relic levels and everything like that. But ninety percent of the player base just throw C with what and they take whatever they're gonna take, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the player base will be happy if you like write it into the kit. This character must only have two allies, or this character must be in three v three or whatever. Um, yeah, I just I, I think it's it would be a bad move in my opinion because this game yeah. is so predicated on five character teams it just mm -hmm. whether it's conquest tv tw the raid 
Now the new raid will be three characters, but forget that nonsense, CG. Don't do it. It, it yeah. just like for GAC, make it mainly five e five because that's where we move most of our teams is in five e five. Don't limit it to three v three because I'm telling you, one three v three is not the most popular GAC mode. And you can tell by the number nope. of players that actually participate in it. Mm -hmm. it's just a bad move just I, it was it it, it's not good don't do it mm -hmm. i'm we're just trying to save you the backlash <laughs> and it'll be ginormous if you do this yep. cg I, i'm just I, telling I don't, you i don't think cg wants more smoke <laughs> not after leviathan i don't think they want to catch more 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 flack you know what i mean um so i'm yeah. really hoping that if that is their intention that they backtrack all the way back into narnia with that business and and you know Please. close the wardrobe as it were I, I ain't got no time for see, that at all. Just eat Turkish delight, living. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> no, nobody wants that crap. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting mm. to see what the, not this next round of requirements said, but we'll see if the two new marquees come in. What are they? Yeah. First of all, mm -hmm. what are their kids looking like, and if that'll be an indication for us on what they're going to do. Um, yeah. So. Uh, and four marquees in total, one more marquee than Jabba was, I don't have a problem with, you know. Um, Neither do I, to be honest, especially seeing as the requirements a good we've team, had so far. I'm good. Oh, yeah. If the team's good, it's great, right? I'm, I'm down. But, I mean, like, what we've had required so far, it's not been, like, out of this world. It's not like we're looking at Leviathan and we're seeing two R9s and a bunch of R7s and then two R5s, right? We, we've seen... Oh. We've seen R7s, R5s, even R3s, I think, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's going to be like Java. I think they've gotten smart about that because yeah. what it allows you to do is to unlock the GL sooner rather than later. Like, they learned their lesson yeah. from Lord Vader. Lord Vader is still oh, yeah. a good GL, but the requirements are so crazy for him that he's one of the yeah. le later GLs that I will recommend for someone to go for mm -hmm. because it, it is such so a sink of resources mm -hmm. with the relics on that thing it's the highest relic requirement of any gl by leaps and bounds it's not yeah. even close so with jabba we were really pleasantly surprised that the relic requirements oh, yeah. like okay I, I was so surprised because you know th this this footage of me saying ranger when we were getting the gl jabba rex i was like i'm waiting for that r9 wreck to drop because these wrecks are so easy we haven't had wrecks this easy since c i was just waiting for it and the last round came out and i was like Wait, what? This is, mm -hmm. dare I say, this is kind of CG. I know it had three marquees, but I mean, come on. It wasn't, it wasn't like 1600 Chirotech just no. on the bad batch that you needed to do for Lord Vader. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was a surprise. Team. That yeah, was, it's, exactly, you know, that too. And, and of course, uh, the caveat being, yeah, you can unlock the team at Lower Relics with the requirements and everything and get the GL and work on the GL. Because they know you're going to want want it for the raid, and you're going to have mm -hmm. to take it to relic seven and eight to be efficient in the raid. So it's a smart yeah. move from CG. If you don't really care about the raid, or your gill's not quite there, but you're unlocking the GL. You're so happy because mm -hmm. you've got the GL. But if you are in those higher tier gills that are working on stuff like the new raid and, and things, then you know you're, they're going to push the envelope and just take those characters up to high relic anyway. So sure. it, it's yeah. it's a good balance between people that want to go for these newer GLs and those mm -hmm. that, like like me, I have all the GLs and everything. So for me, it's like, okay. So for me, I'll automatically will take them apart because I know the new raid's going. You start thinking ahead. But it gives yeah. that flexibility for both sides of the coin to one just unlock it and have it and to go higher with it because 
our guilds at that level where we're trying to exactly. we're going to be attacking when we raid. So I, I like it. I think it's a smart move from yeah, CG. It definitely it definitely makes sense because people are all, almost invariably going to always want to invest more in a GL team anyway. They they GLs yeah. just by the unique right the GL unique always operate better at higher levels and then there's always some form of of mastery stacking or ramping that a GL benefits from that almost always benefits off having high relic levels. So they know that they don't yeah. need to bake that into the requirements, you know, because people are going to do that if they're serious about it anyway. They're going to most likely do it anyway. So it makes total sense to me. I, I get it. And it's not like we're getting two GLs a year this the, anymore, are we? We're getting one GL a year, oh. which means it's more manageable. Although we are, um, CG is, is throwing, throwing multiple desirable farms at us throughout the year now smaller farms but more of them right like we've had leviathan yeah. jedi cal we've also had um help me out here there's something else that i'm missing jedi it's cal, pretty much leviathan. the same cadence that uh, was like last and everything, year. right yeah for i real, mean it is yeah it's been start of the year into the legendary into you know that whole thing with a few things mixed in Mm -hmm. conquest is going on that's that's going to where it's needed to go but then you go right into the summertime which is the ship and through yeah. end of summer and then you start getting to the new gl the end of summer into fall the only thing that we're just not sure about and we know it's going to come is a new legendary for what first year was cal last year was dr afra it kind of mm -hmm. like they're using that that uh holiday time that last that last the third their third quarter to have some flexibility like they have certain releases for the first yeah. like nine months of the year that are like this yeah, is yeah, what yeah. we have to do and then they're like okay let's do something different for this time period here and so yeah i i, I, I like it's it following the I mean, same yeah. yeah and i do like the one gl a year because if you played this oh game long God. enough we all remember the two gl releases it was like who do you go for yeah. you know this, this which was better there's a lot of pressure to try and get both as well, right? It's like, obviously yeah. you focus on one at a time because you don't you be that to. idiot that tries to farm both at the same. I've seen people do no, it. No, I've no. seen people like, no. oh yeah, I just need one relic level on two different requirements to start farming two GLs. And I'm like, why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> like why why you're not you're not just like doubling the length of the farm. It's increasing it longer because you're not gaining the benefit from a GL you could have got three months ago. Like yeah. that's three months worth of wasted GL up. Uh, it's, I've seen people do it and it boggles my mind. But yeah, I prefer one GL a year. It feels it feels more manageable that way. Right? And, yeah, and it helps you focus a little bit more. And mm -hmm. so I'm okay with it. Uh, it, it it's, I like the cadence that they're on. So, you know, the releases yeah. cadence itself, I don't have a problem with. I think it's spaced out well enough. Marquees and conquests where you need them. Main focus in the... Uh, beginning of the year just early spring is that that first legendary character like cal was this year granted quiz was yeah. last year into what we know is going to be a new meta fleet of some sort <laughs> in the summertime and then yeah. getting into the gl through the fall gives people time to work on the new gl and get that up and running as we get ready for the new raid by the end of the year to start it next year with the new legendary coming out that you can kind of decide whether you want that legendary or not is it needed yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm, it, I, it's good cadence. It's uh, the 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 holiday period legendary as well. It's usually something should we call it more more flavorful? I guess is is how because it, it's not usually based on current events so much, right? Because we had like, very much uh, we well, had, uh, Star Killer, so Star, right? Star Killer, well, Star Killer's we, legend. 
But yeah. Dr. Afri, people don't realize that she's actually canon. She's a yeah. canon character, you know, so are the droids. So I think it's just what is something outside of the normal what you think Star Wars can we go with and have fun mm -hmm. with? And there's so much stuff that they could do with that. So, you know, it'll be I mean, interesting to see. I, I, I'd be quite happy if we get Galen Merrick. You know, get, get us the light side star killer. I'd be down for sure. that. Like, sh throw it at me, baby. I don't want to see it. Um, but th there's loads that they can choose from, man. I'm hoping that it's something different, something out there. Like like Starkiller and, and like Afra. nobody was sat in the game thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to get Starkiller this this quarter. Nobody was thinking we're going to get Afra now. You know, no. it was just like, hey, do you know this Legends character? Or do you know this Expanded Universe character? We're going to bring him as a Legendary. And it's kind of cool. I like it. It's different. Um, and yeah, the there's so part, much. I think those yeah. Marquis were actually pretty damn cool units as well. So... Yeah, yeah, and and for and I, I it's, it just gives them an opportunity to kind of flex out of what we you know with all the current stuff that's out there. there we know probably next year we're going to get with the shows that you know at least the new Ahsoka Thrawn. We know what the new Ahsoka series coming up, and it's usually six yep. to nine months after the release of the show that we start seeing those characters and things of that nature. So it'll be interesting to see uh which way they go because if you look at legends there is a ton of material that they could pull off from mm -hmm. from all different ways and different timelines yeah. and different eras that, that they could pull um and really start uh either whole new team where it's mm -hmm. like dr afro contained and you just go in there and kick that ass or it could be like star killer where you add pieces to some other factions that are legendary that just go into the legendary yeah. character that's its own thing for something else it, it'll be really cool to see what they're doing I tell you, I tell you what I would quite like to see would be uh, would be a season three um, Mando Moff Gideon. I'd love to see that yeah. guy join the game. That would be a cool legendary. Cool. He could round out Imperial remnants. We could have a full team there. Sure, it might have two Moff Gideons, but I want to see Moff Gideon in that Beskar armor suit. Man, that shit was cool. Yeah, that yes, shit was so was cool. cool. Mm -hmm. And and while you're yeah. at it, give us Paz Vizsla because Paz Vizsla is a boss. Uh, like well, I yeah, they could, add, they could add, Paz, <laughs> they could add Axe, they could add a whole bunch yep. of more Mandalorians and stuff and, and really expand that out. And you'd also add the Bounty Hunter Commandos from Gideon. Yep. There's a lot of characters from Mandalorian. You could get some Praetorian uh, Guards into the game. I'd love to see some Absolutely. Praetorian Guards. That'd be amazing. Yeah, they were they were amazing too. So there's a lot of characters mm -hmm. just from that show that whether you like the show or not is immaterial. It's just that there's characters yeah. that you could add that would would f start fleshing out some of these factions more which is always nice when you have flexibility um with your roster that that does help you know it mm. takes time but eventually once you get there it's nice to have the flexibility with these different factions yeah yeah i mean like i'm i'm down for it i've come to accept that i'm not gonna be that guy that gets stuff day one I, i'm just not like there's too much going on in the game i'm too far behind as it is but it doesn't bother me I know that I'll get it next time. I'll, I'll get it the time afterwards because I can prioritize the farm and I can knock it out then. Just like Slacker will always be the next GL I get. It will never be the current GL I get. It will be next time. Next time I'll get Slacker. One day. Someday. Maybe. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> Someday you'll I mean, get that. Hey, if, if CG decides that, you know, in two months time they're closing the game, I will get Slacker. All right. I'll just get him just to say that I did it. I don't care what it takes. We'll do it. But. You know, it's, currently it just seems to get pushed pushed back on the old priority list there. Never mind, hey, never mind. Side of ships, oh, yeah. characters, stuff, I'm just, it, it depends. I really 
take my time with that. Some characters I'll push for mm. fast, like Jedi Cal I went hard True. into. Yeah, Leviathan yeah, I, I went hard said. into. But I but he had to give up something else. So what did I give up? I didn't touch Zori mm. and I didn't touch uh, the Tuscans. I was like, no, you know, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, where I'm at and where our guild's at, it, it, it kind of funnels my thinking of what's going to be the best option for the guild. Um, sure. And I knew with the new planet, Cal was going to be important. I knew the yep. Leviathan is just the Leviathan period. You just need it. Um, well, when it's new then, fleet matter, you kind of have to jump on it. So you, you kind of do because, you know, unfortunately, we still have crystals associated with the fleet, uh, fleet mm -hmm. arena. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, we didn't expect the, it to be such a crap shoot. No. But, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things you, you, what I think people are more disappointed with is not that the, the ship is so bad, especially at seven stars, but this how ineffectual it is at five and six. Oh, yeah. Because we're so used to having executors and profundities that we, you got at five stars that, Take your time. They're really good at those that can take on a seven yeah. star and, and just do good work for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was the most disappointing thing for people is it that was could be disappointing for me. <laughs> yeah, like you, I know you've got yours at six, and it's like it's yeah. it's there's a, a there's a huge comparison between seven and six stars. And I think what yeah. CG's starting to do now with this stuff is like um, they don't want the fleet to be good at five stars. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? They want you to have to go all the way in on this stuff because they, they're not stupid. They look at the no. data. They see how many people are running no. around with five and six star I mean, executors. If, if anything, we know CG so. know how to get money out of people. And yeah, 25,000 yeah. odd crystals to refresh it to seven stars day one. They want people doing that. They want people doing yeah. that. So they'll, they'll incentivize it. And you know, locking behind all of the DPS essentially behind the seven stars is is definitely one way of doing that. It's it's yeah. definitely one way of doing it. Right. I mean, they're starting to move to that kind of model, and so we sh don't whether you agree with it or not is is not the point. The point is that's what it looks like they're starting to do. Just like with characters now, they've they've moved the goalposts. Used to be seven stars, certain gear level, then it became rel seven star. I mean, seven star is just just the, the beginning yeah. of a character the yeah. gear is what matters at this point <laughs> you know, so the relic levels there's a right? big difference between 11 and 12 and then 12 and relic relic one and then relic one to relic seven and eight and nine yeah. so there's these goalposts that they keep pushing with characters but they want to do the same thing with ships we mm -hmm. the, it's really not that great you can use it depending on where level you're at you can use it it could do some good stuff but really you better take it up to what you can get as high as that because I mean, ideally this these, is where this they're thinking end game with this stuff in in the uh, in in the datacron driven world we live in right now it feels like you you got to hit a relic 5 almost at a bare minimum to to have a usable team right now obviously it depends yeah, on, with on where you are in the game five, but yeah. you know if you don't have 5 you're missing out on half the stats that you're gaining from that datacron so get it to relic 5 that's kind of like baseline <laughs> and it's slowly that that I'm sure in in a year's time, two years time, maybe we'll see the new baseline is Relic Seven, and you know, getting up yeah. to Relic Ten will be the next big stretch. You know, it's um, it's always gonna be it's always gonna be something. If it's not Relic levels, it'll be whatever means of progression they introduce next, because there's yeah. gonna be something always. Well, it is. I don't see Relic Ten anytime soon because if they release Relic Ten this year, 
there is going to be riots in the street because mm -hmm. they still have not addressed with the raid system as it is getting characters now to relic is not that much of a problem no and it's actually how easy. fast it is depends on how well you are progressing in the raid but the rewards are strong enough that you can get characters to relic zero the problem is that the the salvage is the block now and the salvage mm -hmm. is what keeping and keeping people from being able to go up quicker because there's only so much signal data and so much stuff you can yep. basically salvage at no matter like how I mean, just only so much you can do in a day circuit boards are still are still a, uh you know that's still a bottleneck for a lot of players and and signal data yeah. most people are not refreshing their cantina energy beyond the three right because that gets really expensive the 300s yeah. You know, do all the three the the three one hundreds fine, but then they're asking two hundred for refresh. That's out of appetite yeah. and out of a lot of people's means to to do that regularly. So you're you're really restricted by how much signal data you can farm um, in any given period, and you just need so much of it now to to make anything yeah. work, right? And the requirements at Relic seven, eight, nine is a buttload yep. of that crap. I mean, oh yeah, they God, removed yeah. the bronzing and stuff, but then you've got the new pizzas coming in, which are such a drain. You know, it's oh like, God, yeah. I only relegate what I need to. I've got a buttload of relic eights, but relic nine, I hold on yeah. to that stuff like it's like, you know, well, gold. I, mean, I, I keep it in my 20, back pocket. 20 good keypads is like, what, 5,000 crystals alone? And that's without looking at signal data, without looking at the impulse detectors and the, the Zen Biddles yeah. that you also need. And, yeah, you, you know, just like, oh. God, yeah, it's just that one relic it's, level. It's man. basically doing relegate twice with the new piece. Yep. You know, it's like God Almighty, mm -hmm. and just to if you're looking to salvage it because you're trying to save your crystals for other things like cantina refreshes for signal yep. data and characters and other things of that nature. <laughs> it's 250 just to use one piece furnaces to get to, the to, pieces you who, need who for one relic. Nine. 250 furnaces. I get it. But I there's going to be people in the end game. That just don't have anything left to gear and for them it's like yeah fine i'll i'll sack those but they're very few and far between you know the people in that position to me the idea of sacking 250 furnaces it just hurts my soul it's like oh no don't i don't want to do it. this yeah i get it i mean if you're gonna have a gate and that's your gate fine but mm. don't be introducing the next level because if you try to introduce Relic 10 right now without addressing and pushing like you did with Gear in the Ray 2 where you can get Relics much easier now, and you don't address those issues, you're going to turn off a lot of people that are going to say, I've had yep. enough of this crap. Because it's like, mm -hmm. I can't even get, it's hard enough to get Relic 7, let alone 8, not even in the ballpark of Relic 9, and you want to mm -hmm. throw Relic 10 out there, even the Krakens mm -hmm. are going to be like, oh my god, really? Because... Yeah. Talking to Karth, who we both, you know, who's been on this this podcast, course, and, yeah. and we both know very well. It, he's like he can't get them fast enough because he can't get enough material. Even him, yeah, he, a spender, can't get that fast enough. It's like he's God Almighty, not a small whale. Karth is not a small oh, whale. Oh, he's gigantic, <laughs> cracking. Yes, he's. <laughs> he's, he's a big boy. He's got his big boy pants on, yeah. and he's struggling. He really, does. you know. But he's also struggling with stuff like aero magnifiers. You know, he can't get that enough because. No. There's just not enough sources for it. He's burnt through all of his... Because like someone like me, who's been playing in a relatively high-level guild now for quite some time, but doesn't have a whole lot of R9s, I've still got loads of those. Droid brains, era magnifiers, I've got loads of them. Because yeah. I haven't taken that many characters to relicate in Relic 9. But a person like Karth, who is very, very late game, who's got like, you know, 70, 80 plus Relic 8s, 
and it's got 40 odd relic nines, he's drained those resources all the way out the bank, man. It's just, they're hard to come yeah. by. You can't build them fast enough. So how's relic 10 gonna address, unless they use a completely separate resource that doesn't touch anything that comes before it. Like you don't need any signal data. You don't need any good keypads. You don't need any impulse detectors, no Zimbiddles, nothing. Unless they do it like that and have it isolated, I don't know how they address Relic 10 right now without doubling up the current, you know, uh, supply of gear that we get. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I mean... Yeah. Most most players in the game have things. got less than five Relic 9s, right? Most players in the game do not have Relic 9s coming out of the ass. So... No. Who needs Relic 10? And how do they, how do they incentivize Relic 10 as well? You know... Like, what's it going to be? Is it going to be another bonus for tanks to make them tankier? That seems a little off. Is it going to be more offense? It'll have to be a heck of a well, lot of offense to make people yeah, want to do it. Yeah, Relic 9 is one of those tricky ones because outside of characters for ships, your GLs mm -hmm. and tanks, what are you doing with Relic 9? Unless it's on a stack yeah. up to Relic 10, which should be just overall stats. I mean, I don't know why mm -hmm. they went so heavy with tanks for 9. When it could just been beneficial for everything, I think especially they, if you're going to force people to... eventually to relic. Yeah, but especially if you're going to force players to have to relic nine mm. stuff eventually. Yeah, it's not that much of a gain at relic nine, so it's really tough. Mm. You know, it's like I've got. I mean, it's just great relic. for the tanks, right? It's like okay, it's like cool. taking Darth Revan to relic nine. I mean, oh, God, relic why? nine Darth Revan doesn't gain really anything. You know, a little bit of yeah. this and a little bit of that. But it's nothing like say. I had a relic nine Malik, and I was fine with that. I mean, even though he doesn't have shipment, oh, yeah. it's a tank. That's a big yep. boost. That's and a he's big a chunky boost. boy anyway. You know, like that's yeah, I'll take so. that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. And the thing is, just like you know, a while back when I was thinking about it, it's like, oh, what if they put speed into relic ten? That suddenly makes it something that's unique. But then I'm thinking in this day and age that we live in, with the way that people build kits and the way that datacrons are built. That speed is going to be irrelevant because when you're getting like plus 70 speed from uniques or you're getting 25% turn meter from datacrons, who cares if Relic 10 gives you 5 speed or 10 speed or 20 speed? It's not going to matter. It's like, how, how do you, how do you, how do you incentivize this shit? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Outside yeah. of just making it pure requirements for something, you know, like a, a GL comes out and you got to have Relic 10. It's like, I mean, I it, would, it would be nice to have all my characters at Relic 9, but... Mm -hmm. the benefit i mean you get with how tough it is to get it right now it's like you got to be very selective and so i'm like i spread the word like tanks people with the ships and gls i mean they get the most benefit outside of that hold on to that crap until something changes you know um it's you know don't be just <laughs> it's so tough to get it's it's you got to be very selective with the relic nines and as yep. requirements come out and they start adding relic nines to requirements you need to save that stuff for specifically that unless you're a big spender yep. then you don't care right but of yeah course. it's one of those things that an ideal world we would it would be much easier for us to take these characters to hire you know relics and get what mm. benefits we can um because every little bit matters but you know for the most part it's like mm, Mm -mm. no. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll wait. It's, I'll wait and see what's going to be required next. Well, yeah, and, and, until until they address it and just make Relic Nine far more achievable to to the audience. Like, you really shouldn't be just you know R9ing your 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 Phoenix faction like your boy Scribble here. You shouldn't be doing that. 
because it's no. it's the opportunity. You're wasting a huge opportunity there. You're setting yourself back because that's it's not even a case of oh I could relic nine this or I could relic nine that. It's a case of I could relic nine this or I could take another character from relic zero to relic seven, and it would be about the same cost. <laughs> it's yeah. like when you look at it in that terms, it's pretty nutty. It's pretty nutty. So, so we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just one of those things. It's like, okay, <laughs> I yeah. Just, yeah, we just real. roll the punches, folks. It, just roll mm-hmm. with the punches. I mean, yeah. I, I think you should be more satisfied. Relic seven, relic eight, if you can. You know, depending on where you're yeah. at in the game, relic eight is actually a really good relic mm-hmm. for a lot of powerful it characters, is. especially yeah. offensive characters. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. a big difference um, in your characters at Relic Eight. It does like your stats at Relic Eight are pretty nice for oh, just yeah. general. You know, football. I'll I'll but take Relic, Relic Eight Jedi Knight Luke. I'll take a Relic Eight Gas. I'll take a Relic Nine yeah. a, a Relic Eight. Anybody in a CLS team, D- Dark Trooper, gimme Relic Eight. Absolutely, I'm not going to Relic Nine, but Relic Eight is a good landing zone for those offensive characters. Man, it adds a good chunk of offense without being crazy outlandishly expensive. It's still expensive. It still hurts, but. Crate Dragon Raid has addressed a lot of those issues. It's a lot easier to do it now. It's not it's not yeah. easy, but it's easier than it has been ever in the game to get characters to relics. And it's easier if you truly focus on it yeah. to, to get the materials and the signal data and the and the um and the salvage that you need to do it. But it's not easy to relic nine something just at a drop of a hat, you know? Yeah, um, relic eight's tough, but mm-hmm. relic nine is is extraordinarily tough. So I think for yeah. the most part Focus on seven, eight if you can, uh, depending on where you're at and how often, you know, where you're at with your guild and your your group and, sure. um, you know, just stay focused. At least your GLs relocate minimum, you know. Um, mm, they don't want that you should push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's fine. The, the stats at the relocate for the GLs is perfectly fine. They get more mm-hmm. at Relic 9, don't get me wrong, and some are be- way better than others. JML is a monster at Relic 9. Oh, yeah. It's a ginormous difference between eight and nine with him. So just be smart about it. Just have a plan. You know, that's the one thing that we always see. We've, I've done thousands of roster reviews over the years and yeah. be focused. I don't care what you're working on. Just focus in on that. You know, don't mm-hmm. have all this other stuff going on. Don't get, you know, distracted by the new, you know, sidetracked or distracted by the new shiny. If you want the new shiny, fine, then commit to that. Just understand, yeah. you know, like people say, should I go for job first? no you know unless yeah. you really want to commit and and understand that it's going to take you a while depending on how much you want to, if you're going to spend or not because there's some big gates there that you have to go through progression yeah. of characters that are going to be gated it, like to get jedi luke he's the key piece and then you have all the stuff stuff related to him huge, that you man. have to unlock like you want jedi luke you need c3po you want c3po you need ewoks it's like i know yeah. it's a lot easier to get those it's a lot easier but there's so many steps in order to get someone as big as Jabba, that it's a lot harder than it looks at first glance, right? But it's, you know, yeah. I still think it's worthwhile, it, even in current environment. It, it's it's yeah. worth it, but I always tell someone like, uh, pick a path, either SLKR or C. You know, it, they, the the characters, you get multiple teams out of those, those farms and a fleet, you yeah. know, if you work on that first. Work on that first, get in a guild, get some GP, Get some teams up and running. Start on a, one of those two dark side routes, and yeah. then once you do that, then you can start your light side route. Then you go for CLS and all that other stuff. And if you want to go for Jabba, then that's the time to go for it. Not because you got to focus on light side anyway, because you should. 
get your CLS, get all those characters working on all those teams, and then that'll be your next big thing, you know. So that's where you want to go do it. But if you just start with, you know, Java, you just know you're going to be gated for a while. You're going to be sitting yeah. there with, like doing and nothing. When, when you, when you finally unlock it, you will get those rewards, right? It's just it's it's a difference between if you go a different route and you go for the easier low hanging fruit, like you said, maybe you go for executor into C, right? It might be quicker to do it. You could get both of them before you could get Jabber. If you're, you know, all things being equal, starting at a fresh start, you could probably go executor into C and probably even start on some point like, like Slacker. And you could probably finish those farms before you finish Jabber, right? So you'll have a, a better rounded roster, but Jabber offers you different things that you can't get elsewhere, right? It gives you better raid performance for the meantime until this new raid comes out. It gives you better TB performance, arguably. Um, it gives you Smuggler's Run 2, which gives you really good slicing materials for your mods, which is a whole other dimension to this, right? But it doesn't give you, you know, Executor. It doesn't give you a competitive fleet. It doesn't give you multiple GLs that can help you in GAC. You know, it's there, there are pros and cons, but I absolutely agree with you, Ranger. If you're going to do something, Pick. you stick to it. You, you focus it. You finish that goddamn farm. You finish it. <laughs> Otherwise, you end up with a roster full of halfway to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and i've seen monsters like that like what are we doing here mm -hmm. i was working on this and this and this like no no get rid of that other crap mm -hmm. either pick this or pick one of these other things and work on that don't work on all this other stuff because you have literally nothing here that's helping you at the moment you know, yeah. work on one thing i've always said when i focus on a in a specific path that i pick you know like mm -hmm. jedi cow I was like, okay, I'm taking. I, I said it and I stuck with it. I'm like, I, I didn't need to, but I was like, I'm taking these characters to Relic Zero because I don't trust CG with. You know, saying that I've been down that path before with gas. I'm like, I don't know what the legendary yeah. is going to be like. So I'm at least going to have Relic Zero with some flexibility to take him three to five if I need to. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually took Marin and and, and and regular Cal to Relic Five, but I was like, let me get him to Relic, the other three to Relic Zero, and then I'll do something afterward. But they'll be there. I worked on them religiously and not only did i work on their gear and their relic levels but i'm like let's get their mods to 60 so let's get some good mods let's get them on there these are the ones i want to slice up and put them on there so at the same time that i'm doing that that's how you should approach each of your teams if we're on bounty hunters figure out what mods and modding you want to put on there do a little bit of research it doesn't take long you can do comparisons uh with anybody see how they've got their teams yep. modded in gac and stuff and like, okay that's what i need to get mods for this character and at the same time i'm farming stars i'm just getting the gear specifically for these characters and work them up till there's at least 6e and they're least started their relic levels that way you've got that team sitting there and it's in a pretty good sp spot where you need it for at the moment then you go to the next project because if you try to yeah. do like you said all over the place you have bosk and 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 grief relic sitting there but you got a gear eight bando, bando. that's not doing anything <laughs> yeah. at the same time you got cls with han but no chewy because you haven't even yeah. unlocked him yet you know so you got some pieces but they don't really work together and you don't even have a, a team out of either that you can really do anything with so yeah. being halfway there, to nowhere is just not good man like you, you'll be like i'm not winning at gac and i don't know why it's like because you don't have any cohesive team not one of your teams is finished you've got three different teams that are 70 percent of the way there which means they do nothing it's like just do yourself a favor and finish that damn farm and yeah. exactly like Ranger was saying, do not neglect your goddamn mods. Those, those mods are still important. 
even today mods are still important give them some loving that's you know you got to do your mod depression every day right ranger i do it multiple times a day i just did some right now it's like well that sucked okay moving on you just it's just one of those things you do because it's needed and you, you just yeah. be consistent with it and eventually it'll work out to where you'll get nice things it just takes time again this mm -hmm. is a marathon not a sprint in this game unless you spend oh, sure. but even if you spend we've both seen rosters where people got way ahead of their mods like they'll have crazy oh, yeah. i saw a account that had gmk lord vader and they were working on java and then i looked at the mod and i'm like oh did yeah. you forget something well, I mean, here it's like, that's the big thing man like if if you are whaling your your mods will get left behind super quick if you don't remember to farm them and even if you do if you're whaling in the game on gear you need to think about whaling just a little bit on those mods because they you will get you will have a bunch of teams and no mods to put on them and that's not it, a nice place to be <laughs> i've told people in the past like you need to stop and for the next month focus mainly on modding like don't mm -hmm. do, you can farm stars and i'm okay with that but oh, hold yeah. your gear get your mods caught up to where you're at because you're so far ahead of your mods your teams are just not able to compete because you've got not even 5a mods on some of this stuff and you've got to have it you've got gls you need like and teams you got to have those good mods or the, the it, it characters gives you that just flexibility as, right yeah it like, really does let's let's think about imperial troopers for example fantastic team can roll over some really important teams right but if your piet isn't fast enough to to get out the gate you're not, not doing anything with an Imperial Trooper team. They're going to be dead before they start that TM roll. It's like yeah. dead in the water team. It don't, I don't care if you've got an R9 Piet. You could have an R9 Piet and a full R8 team of Imperial Troopers. If they're not going first, they're not they're not beating anything. They're going to die. <laughs> yeah, they're going to die. They're going to die and it's not going to be pretty. So, a lot of glass cannons I know that's, in that team. That is a very extreme example, but that's that's a very good example of, of a team that can perform incredibly well if you have not neglected their mods you know so it's important man you know that's the, the more you the know <laughs> mods <laughs> yeah, they, they, they matter they matter um so there's there's one thing that i kind of wanted to discuss with you and this is a little bit off the off the cuff and maybe not even so much related to swigger but sure um, not a lot of people know this, or maybe a lot of people do know this, but RSG and Ranger in particular gave me a very early break in my Swigger career as a content creator, right? They invited uh -huh. me on to the Wednesday night stream, which I think is still the longest running podcast or show for uh, Galaxy of Heroes, right? How many episodes are you guys on right now? 371, two, I can't, top of my head, I don't know, but it's about that number. Yeah, seven years. Mm -hmm. I just hit the yeah. seven year anniversary of... You could watch an episode a day and it would take you over a year to do it. Like that that's incredibly impressive and, and hats off to yourselves there at RSG. That's that's quite the legacy that you've built up. But I wanted Thanks. to pick your brains about the general concept of content creation. How did RSG come to be? How did it become the beast that it is today? What what's what's the story of RSG, man? I don't know. So when the game I I'm a day one player. Um, and when things were out, I was just watching for videos uh, at the time I was working full time and, and stuff. And about two months in is when people started streaming, uh, you had tiny, tiny grime gains. There was another person, I can't remember his name, but he was a big whaler from TI that was doing it. And then, um, you had Merlin who I got started with, uh, from TI that was streaming. I'll get that second. Then Lord Skunk was as well. So I actually met Merlin 
through when Lord Skunk formed his coalition. I, I hate saying that name because he's such a piece of shit. Uh, but um, the, the the fact of the matter is, I met Merlin and I was just looking for something Swaggle related, just to see what people were were doing and saying, sure. and just you know, back then the big thing was GW and how difficult it was. So it's like, what are the different oh, teams man. and strategies? How, how times have changed? <laughs> I know, man. Um, and that's uh, and so he was streaming and said, "You want to come on?" I'm like, "Sure." And and me being the social butterfly that I am, just started cracking everybody up because i was doing all my voices and things of that nature and just being a goofball um and so i started hanging out with him and that's where i met grande and finn grande was just was i don't remember if he was in the lord skunk coalition but he wasn't in ti ti was not part of the lord skunk guild coalition but they were just ti and they were just associated <laughs> but they didn't want to be a part of him they kind of sniffed him out early as i did <laughs> um, yeah all right but uh grande was part of lord skunk so I met Grande that way, and then Finn was in there because he was a new player like we all were, and he would ask a million questions. And so we all joined because of Grande, Lord Skunk, and then I got into a guild with Finn and Dark Lord yeah. Lampshade and then Stu. And um, Merlin was streaming, Lord Skunk was do doing streaming with Ramon and Grande and everybody. Sure. And Merlin had a plan to stream, but then he got a position. Uh, he was working and I think he still does. That's been one year since I talked to him, but uh, with the Texas Rangers baseball organization. And so oh, cool. he's had to stop. Um, I did not like Lord Skunk. I thought he was garbage, but okay. I mean, I was in the guild coalition, so I went along with it. Um, and, you know, I wanted to support Grande and Ramon and all those guys as well. For sure. But when Merlin decided to go, me and Finn and mainly got together and decided that we would want to stream. Let's take the place of Merlin because we wanted to give an alternative to what Lord Skunk was. And yep. so me and Finn, with no help from anybody, we just figured it out. You know, we oh, we spent hours researching how to stream and how to do it. We didn't have anybody we could go to about it. Merlin helped yep. a little bit, but he didn't have any time. And so we set it up and ran our first episode in July of 2016 um, or in June 2016. Um, and then that's where it kind of kicked off. And then Grani was doing a lot of stuff for Lord Skunk, but he would come hang out with us because we were doing Wednesdays and he was doing Fridays. Um, yeah. And it was me, Grandi, Stu, and, Lord, and Lampshade. Lampshade eventually fell off. Stu fell off, fell off a little bit afterwards because life changed for him. Of course, if you don't know Stu's story, Stu Strong is what we do for ACS. It's now Stu uh, Strong, yeah. and I'll talk about that a little bit. But mm -hmm. uh, he was starting to get, he had some real life, and then he eventually he got cancer. Um, yeah. And we didn't know yeah. it at the time. But, um, and yeah, but that's how Archie kind of kicked off with just me and Finn with this idea of that we can stream what we would we call it. We actually weren't called Reality Good Gamers, we were called Real Sith of Genius. Um, oh. and, but we got. We got copyrighted by none other than LucasArts itself, so you can't use Sith. So we had to change the name to Reality yeah. Scoop Gamers. Of course you can't. Of course you can't. <laughs> no, you can't use Sith. They're, 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 they're kind of, you know, like that, you know. So um, yeah. that changed our name, but it, pretty much that's been the... And people have come and gone over the years. Um, sure. yeah. Grande's still part of it, but uh, the main crew back in the day for a few years was me, Finn, Grande, uh, T. McVenom, and Loki. Uh, Loki's still hanging around. Oh, he man, just doesn't stream as much because 
Oh yeah, Loki. Yeah. That's where he got his I introduction. I miss Loki, man. He's he's a good dude. He's a good oh yeah, dude. it's great seeing him in Vegas. He's awesome. I love Loki. Um, do anything for the guy, but he just his he's in the West Coast and he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. Especially after COVID, his hours shifted to where he just couldn't stream where we are because we're mainly on the East Coast and Central Time Zone so here in yeah. the US. Um, Grande's life stuff changed and he had to do other things so he couldn't stream as much. Same thing with McVenom. She's a a nurse and so you know with COVID and everything oh, that really yeah, changed of everything for her. So it, it, things change over time, but I mean, I've been through everything with Star Wars, Galaxy Heroes. Of course, yeah. Purge was on the, yeah, in the chat the other day, and we were reminiscing about when he first started and how we showed his video when he first started and how he took off. And then, you know, uh, everybody, you know, I mean, I've had relationships with pretty much everybody. The only one I really haven't had is Arnold, but you know, Arnold's his own thing and he does his own thing and, you mm-hmm. know, he's he's arnold you know honored um <laughs> and that's totally fine um but yeah pretty much from warrior to you name it i've done stuff with streamed with you know helped out you know been a part of um operation metaverse you, which was called something else when they first started every they area could... of uh, of swigger content creation in one way or another like o- almost anything yeah. like you can go into pretty much anybody's stream and you can say hey do you know Reality skewed gamer, you know, Ranger. And somebody knows you. Some always somebody knows you. Whereas, you know, you you could name drop me, you could name drop the gerbil. Hell, you could even say people like Fatal. And there'll be people that don't actually know who that person is, not because they're not big and successful or whatever, but just because there's a lot of people in the world and there's a lot of swigger content creators, right? But invariably, cool. somebody always knows who Ranger is, right? Because you've just been everywhere. You've been absolutely everywhere. Prolific. Yeah, that, so, that goes to your character as well, Ranger. I want you to, you know, as long as you're aware, you do a lot for this community. You do a lot. People, like, I ask you to come on the show, and you're like, yeah, I'll be there. Just let me know. And you're like that with everybody. You give a lot of your yeah. time, man. Well, I mean, it's just, I just like to support everybody else, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's just, this is what you do, right? You know, and it didn't matter whether it was Cubs or a Warrior or it was Mobile Gamer or whoever it was. If they asked <laughs> me to come on, I'd do everything I could to be on because... You know, sure. I felt like, like you guys would do the same for me. And that's why we have oh, a lot yeah, of people absolutely. on the Academy and stuff, whether it's Calvin Awesome, whoever can come, you know, I'm very flexible with that. Like, you know, these mm-hmm. shows are set up so that you could be there and come hang out and things of that nature. Um, and people have come and gone since then. We've had a lot of people retire uh, from, sure. from streaming, you know, which has kind of sucked, you know, but I mean, it, people come and go um, yeah. for various reasons, whether it's from RSG or from everybody. I mean, I miss all those guys, Cubs sucks that yeah. he had to leave the warrior yeah you know, I, yeah you know i mean it's just been one of those things but you know <laughs> i i don't know if you know this ranger but warrior for me was like my my content creation idol early on because he like yeah. when i first started playing this game i i watched his pillars video and i felt like it set me on the map because it gave me the, the idea of like a farming plan because I was completely new to mobile gaming and never played gacha games and I just wanted to educate myself and I saw that and I followed it and it was amazing so I kind of like idol worshipped warrior and I remember being on it might have been I think it it was either Jedi Academy one time or it was on one of your lunchtime streams and he just popped in and I was just there like like a little girl like oh my god it's it's fucking warrior man warrior's in the chat and I was just there like hi warrior (laughs) <laughs> I was like totally fucking smitten dude <laughs> that was so weird for me 
It was so weird for me. That was such a cool yeah. experience. Yeah, I've been on everybody's craziness. Uh, Urs, <laughs> Warrior, Cubs, his brother Senate, Skate yeah. Podcast, you know, Remon when he was doing his stuff. I mean, go down the line. I've done some form or shape or anything and been a part helping or coming on. I still do it to mm -hmm. this day. I was on the Old Man yeah. Cantina recently. They asked me to be on, oh, like, cool. yep, I'll be there, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more than glad to give my time to, to come talk. I mean, I'm talking stars and hanging out with everybody. That's not a big ask, you know? I mean, the only thing I got going on on Sundays is doing some laundry, you know? So it's like, you know, get up, have some coffee, I mean, hell, start I my really laundry, do some you cleaning. Away from your laundry. I know, <laughs> it's so rough, you know? I mean... <laughs> And most of it's done already because I'm I'm kind of like I get singularly focused when I'm doing stuff like laundry, and I'll sit here in this chair and I'll be watching videos and just waiting for the laundry. This would clink up. Oh, I'm gonna go do the yeah. put it in the dryer and get and I won't stop until it's done. You know, so I'm it's sure like it's one of those nothing to do with your military training that you're so regimented no, with your tasks. No, no. <laughs> Being an ex-army yeah. ranger and stuff has nothing to do with that. No, I yeah, just absolutely. Good old fashioned ranger gusto. So. <laughs> But I, I, I think it, it's man. important. I think it's important because, you know, as you know, we are um, big on our charity stuff. And we're getting yeah, ready this sure. next sat this Saturday coming up is August 5th is going to be our kickoff of our 2023 campaign for the ACS. And so, Amazing. Um, you know, uh, people are already reaching out, like, how can I help? You know, those kind of things. Because yep. it's not just... Mm -hmm. This year we're trying to raise twenty two thousand one hundred ninety four. It's roughly what we raise every year. But if we do it this year, Amazing. we'll raise a hundred thousand dollars for oh, the ACS. Sick. You know, and that's, that's not counting into some of the other stuff I've done, like for the stuff we did for Mini. You know, I'm yeah. sure everybody remembers mm -hmm. Mini. But Kate came up to me because she knew all the stuff I did with charity, and she's mm -hmm. like, "We got to do something." And so I actually was like, "Okay," and reached out to the family, and we got. You know, CG was doing their own thing for the family, but I'm like, "We got to do something." And they said St. Jude's. And so I was able to grab pretty much all the content creators. So let's, let's do this. And we, that's yeah. how we were able to raise the 25,000 that we did for St. Jude's, you know, and I think that's important. I think that's important. You know, it is. I think, it is. I think, you know, giving back in some mm -hmm. form of, of another is, is important, you know? And yeah. so I we think, can, you know, people yeah. like us who are in this content creation game and, and we are fortunate enough to make you know any sort of money doing this anything at all if you're if we can sit here and have the platform to have people that support us out of you know taking hard-earned money out of their pocket to support content creators like us i think we do have a level of obligation to try and pass the buck you know you you've you got to pack play it forward right so even if it's once a year or anything like i usually do november and i raise money for that at the end of the year but just something small that we can give back we really should because yeah. we're still you know it's it's not like we we make a living off doing this but we make a nice little bit of pocket change sometimes so we should try and use the platform that we've got the audience that we've got the incredibly generous people that support our channels and just say you know what if you were going to sub to me how about instead donate to american cancer society or saint jude's hospital whatever the occasion might be right like it's a good thing it's a good thing that we should be trying to push more of so, yeah, I mean, it's I'm, why I'm I do the stuff. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do stuff because I'm trying to expand the channel and, you know, mm -hmm. and do other things. But there's a lot of stuff of like I'm going to be drinking a lot of Fosters here soon because I've got to update my best Garbando costume. It, I was told the other day, you need the great flight suit. I'm like, oh, shit. 
and right. you know uh, was, I've got the brown one but like you know season three had a gray one I'm like oh shit <laughs> oh man <laughs> I gotta do it and I and I have fun with it because I'll, I'll do stupid things to raise money for that um, and I try to make it productive toward things I'm doing but the costume is for charity I'm not doing mm-hmm. this because I just want to sit in the costume one it's really heavy it's not yeah. comfortable um but it's one of those things like uh two things that i have to need to do and then i get the community involved because they like to be involved it's a way for them to participate it's like okay we tried the one paint job it didn't work all right so mm-hmm. i got to do the full work i didn't want to do it but we're going to have to go full tilt this is what i need to go do the full chrome resin armor on these pieces so that it i don't ever have to mess with it again it's going to take me two weeks to go through the whole process of yeah. you know preparing each of the armor pieces and then do the layers and all the work that's going to be done you, on um, that. Did you do any of the recording of the, of the painting or anything like that? Because that would make a really yeah. cool little YouTube video series. I always, I always like do. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I streamed it. I streamed it uh, on You should streams. totally cut those videos and put it up on YouTube, dude. That'd be awesome. Brother, That'd I suck so at cool. that stuff, man. I had to pay someone. I just don't. I'm not very good at, at that kind of uh, How long is the footage? Uh, how long is the footage? It's quite a few hours because I just basically live streamed it. Um, okay. So, um, and well, if you can we, send the footage to me, I can see about cutting that up. It could even be in a couple well, of videos because that's cool, dude. Well, what we'll do then is when I get, I've got to get a new chest piece and gauntlets because the others too crack because mm-hmm. they weren't the best quality. Um, oh, so I've got two new, I've got new pieces coming in, and mm-hmm. um, when I get those prepared. I'll do that and then send it to you and then you can cut it and you Sounds can good. Uh, see that. Because we're really what the costume is for is because we do hospital vid- visits to the kids. Um, before I was, you, you can see behind me here, there's Darth Revan. That's yeah, the costume Darth I was Revan for. Yeah, with the lightsabers and everything. Nobody knew who Darth Revan was. If you say yeah. Star Wars, you know, the, you, I could walk around that costume. Only the true nerds would know who that is and geek out. But everybody else like, are you Vader? Yeah. You know? <laughs> who are you you know they would have no idea what's going on but i'll give you an example i I wore the the best car costume in vegas dude and you know how that went people were throwing oh money at me left and right to get a picture with me in that costume um i had a stripper Amazing. freak out and stop her routine and came over and made me come over and take pictures with her because she was so geeked out because her son loves that character you know i've yeah. actually got a video of that that i showed um so yeah so the the, the reaction and the kids are they loved it all the kids that were in vegas that night were just losing their minds they're like man hold the dark (laughs) saber yeah i mean the grown-ups were were, of course being crazy but the kids were great and and that's why i went there and tested it there on fremont street so i know that when we go to the hospitals in that costume with the full regalia and i've got a animated grogu behind me that the the one behind that's the actually animated grogu that i can i've got yeah. a controller for that moves and talks and does all his little noises and that stuff. is so cool man that that's, is so cool. For the kids. that's the whole point you know we do that kind of stuff um yeah. that's why i raise the money that i do it's not for you know <laughs> for yeah, me it's, it's, it's for it's, the it's causes so we're Ranger doing can be a big kid and pretend to be mando i mean yeah there's probably an element of it he probably likes it it's like well check out this cool badass armor but the main thing is man like it's 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 for charity it's to go and see the kids to put a smile on their face make them forget about some of the crap that they've got to deal with just for a day just for 20 minutes you know what i mean yeah that's noble thing to do man that's what it's all about i mean when i was thinking about doing it that was was like if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it all the way but then i looked at how much it was going to cost i'm like 
Oh my God, that's a lot, you know? Yeah. So yeah, um, that's why we do the things we do, you know? Um, and it's frustrating because it's so much work for this costume, but you do it because there's a bigger goal, better reason, you know, yeah. to do that. You just like, yeah, I'm in the, this hot room with the, all this crap on painting right now and scrubbing wet sanding, but it's for, it's for the kids. And so you're like, eh, I lose a few pounds sweating. That's fine. Yeah. You know, that's for the kids. That's okay. It's so you okay. suffer and through you, and you, get you high on You've got to do a couple of hundred chewies of Fosters to get there. I mean, we do it. We, we do it. We must. Yeah, exactly. We I will do what I must. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, has, I will record awesome that. Yeah, stuff. I'll record that. Yeah, I'll record yeah, that. Sure, absolutely, it's, dude. It's going to be a two-week process because it's yeah. stages that you have to do with the armor. Um, the last one where it's basically you're using resin and it'll look like the actual chrome armor. Okay. I was using a paint yeah, yeah. before, but the problem with the paint is as soon as it touches something, it just it rubs and it leaves marks. It's not going to yeah, work. Okay. So, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want that. It looks good. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah, great. You'll, you'll probably have to upload it, it to something like google drives or something i'll probably it'll be too big to send across any other format but we'll, we'll figure some of that we'll figure some of that yeah, we'll, we'll it out yeah, yeah yeah if it'll fit if it'll fit on there because i know video files can be pretty pretty chonky um but we'll figure we'll figure something out and then i'll convert it to whatever it. file like an nc4 mm -hmm. or something and just send it to you in an, an email yeah and put on google drive and you can just open it yeah yeah It'll be fine. And it'll be cool then, because, you know, if I can condense that into 10 to 20 minutes worth of video, then you can just showcase yeah. it up on your channel or something like that. Just a little bit, yeah. of, a little bit of fun, a little bit of memories for you guys to go back and, and check. So it'll be good. Yeah. Mm. Nifty, nifty. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So the, the history of RSG, and I was actually... I was actually introduced to you guys first through um, the legend that is the Smithy D. Oh, Mr. yeah. Smithy good old Smithy D. D. Yeah. How did, how did you guys first meet? Uh, well, he was doing his own content creation, and he had an idea to for the Jedi Academy. That was actually something Smithy came up with the idea for. Um, mm -hmm. And he wanted to have a Saturday stream where all the content creators that wanted to come on could come on and just answer questions. And I'm like, mm -hmm. sure, I'm down to do it. Warrior was down to do it. We had quite a few people that were down to do it. It became very apparent, unfortunately, that Smithy <laughs> did not have the worth, the, 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 the equipment to handle streaming like that. Uh, okay. We did. So that's how Jedi Academy st started. Um, it started uh, with us. But then soon after Jedi Academy started, because the way it was working is that I would handle the streaming part of it and be yeah. part of the, of the content the creators panel. on the panel. Yeah. And so would he, but he would, he would look for the questions and scoop them up. And then he would read the questions and do it that way. And I would just be a part of it, mainly looking at just handling the streaming aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't soon long after that, that started that that's when Smithy had to drop because of real life. And so mm -hmm. it became our thing. So I, we took it over. Um, sure. So, and it's more just me now. I mean, Finn does do swaggle stuff, but I mean, it's he's pretty much quit the game. He does a few things. He's doing okay. other things because we've expanded to other games. Like we did D and D yesterday. Um, cool. And we do other games on his. We have Archie Variety now, so we have a separate channel from 
yeah. RSG, which is mainly just Star Wars games um, and, mm -hmm. and, and Swago. So we keep that for certain things. And then we've got RSG variety that can be for our Marbles Night or, you sure. know, D&D or any other stupid games you want to play over there. Um, and so, um, but yeah, Smithy D, we go way back. And he's come on a few times and, and we've done some sure. fun, fun stuff. But then he's got a new baby and, and you oh, know. Oh, bless him relationships and things of that nature he just doesn't have the time and kind of drop the yeah. game and you know real life it changes he, you know he like picks it up occasionally from time to time i, I see he he every couple of months he's got a new different account yeah he just dips in he plays a bit he's like oh that's cool and then off he goes again and comes back in a couple of months um yeah but he's a good dude i haven't spoken to him in a long while he's uh he's he's a good dude he's a good dude i've had there yeah, it's many, been... uh, brits that do galaxy of heroes that are, as far as i could tell content creators yes. I mean. smithy uh, d was was the og but i mean you meet so many awesome people and i've had the privilege sure. of meeting all these great people well outside of lord skunk Ugh. uh but like <laughs> urban blaster i mean urban blaster we've done a lot of funny stuff with over the years until he stopped doing it um i mean warrior uh you just go down the line of, of content creators t money and gom you know, yeah. they've been part of our charity stuff until they stopped playing, you know. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it saddens think, you when they, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the OGs left. I mean, yeah, everyone else is, is gone. So, and I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. So it's, it's sad, oh, but indeed, it's kind right? of cool, you know. It's uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> so, but it, yeah, but it's Don't really cool that I got to, Yeah, it, I mean, it's been really cool to to get to develop all these relationships with these awesome people, yeah. and you know, and then you meet their community, and they become a part of your community, and then it becomes one whole community, and then you know, it's just it's a cool sure. thing, and it, it's 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 something that I that's the thing I enjoy the most about streaming is just getting to meet new people and entertaining them because you know the biggest kick i get out of this is that people this is their this is their fun time this is their escape this helps yeah. gets them through like the lunch streams we do i've had so yeah, many people sure. me, like your streams get me through my work day i'm like shit. that's all you need to say you know that's good enough for me you know i don't yeah, need anything yeah, else yeah. just hearing those words is all i care about you know and, and it's great it's like you know when you when you you get you go live and there are people people join your stream within seconds or there are people waiting in your stream oh yeah and it's the same people these are people you get to know and you get to have a chat with them every single time you go live it's like you can always rely because it's nice that you feel you've built that community yourself you fostered it you know and yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fosters, a great thing but <laughs> but yeah no i totally get it it's it's uh it's an unsung part, I think, of being a content creator. Is there? There are bad parts to it too, but there's a lot of good that comes with it as well. Oh, there's you know? plenty of assets out there, and and mm -hmm. I don't care about them. You know, if you don't like me, yeah. I don't care. I don't know you from Adam and Eve. You know, if you don't like me, go watch something else. It doesn't bother me. You can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. You know, I'm only here for the people that enjoy what there's, I'm doing. There's a big shiny band button that we've got. That 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 always helps. I, I got so. time for that crap, man. I, I don't <laughs> I don't do drama. I don't do bullshit. You know, I'll take constructive criticism. You know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm more than willing to say I'm wrong and do a lot all the time. Like, you know what? I just got that wrong. Sorry. You know. Yeah. But if you just want to be negative or just be an asshole and just you know just toxic, don't got time for it, man. I yeah. got time for it. 
I got this little button called I, the band button. That, Bye. Yeah. If I, if I want that sort of welcome, I'll go over to Reddit and I'll post an opinion on anything. You know? Yeah. I, I'm not here for it. Like, it's, yeah, it's hard I, enough I it's when your YouTube videos get, get asshats that are just commenting negative things for the sake of it. You know, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a big content creator, but I, I get... I get comments on my videos and not all of them are nice. You know, sometimes you get some quite hateful comments on those and I can't imagine what the big guys get, you know, like I imagine Arnold gets a lot of abuse on his on his comment section. I'm, I'm sure he's got like loads of love, but the more people that watch your oh, stuff, yeah, I, the more you open yourself up. Yeah, there's just some miserable people out there and they want to make you miserable along with them. But my, mm. my big thing on, on streaming is you ain't taking the fun from everybody else. I'm not going to let you be the spotlight. You know, if you want to do for something sure. like that, I mean, I've been doing YouTube for years. If I see a thread starting to get crazy, I'll just delete it and ban the person. Cause like, no, you're not yeah. going to take mm -hmm. this over because you're miserable and you want to make everybody else miserable and just start slinging crap around. Mm -mm. You know, mm -hmm. if you want to, you want to criticize me and, and you have good constructive criticism and hell, even if you say, I don't like you, it's like, okay, I, I, not everybody's oh, going to yeah. like you. That's cool. You know, I don't yeah, mind that, but yeah. sort of when the, it gets vitriol and, and just nasty, it's like if it's okay, if it's insulting, this, like yeah, if if you can be polite about it, if you can politely bitch slap me, that's totally fine. But if you want to be an asshole about it, then that's that's yeah, entirely different. Get so. Yeah, I get bent. I get time for that crap, you know. And yeah, I just don't put yeah. up. And like, okay, bye, sleep, and we'll move on to yeah, <laughs> you hang out with the people that are here to have a good time, and you know, exactly. that's what it's all about, you know. But you gotta have thick skin when you do this too. It's like you do, you do. You just you don't it. care. <laughs> yeah, you just you're just like you know. If I don't know you, and you you say something. It's like most of the time I'll be like, I'll think about it for a brief moment. Like, what are they saying? Are they being constructive? I think they're being constructive, but is it true? Do I, I do I you know? And I'll think about it. But it's not. It's like okay, and then I move on. It's like that that yeah. quick. It's like okay, in and out and registered process. Just great. Move on. You know. So you just have to be that way and. Uh, you know, it, this it's just the nature of the business. If you're going to put yourself out there like we do, you got to mm -hmm. know how to play the game, and and that's sure. the way the game is. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you end up just taking everything to heart, you're going to go bolder than I am, very very quickly. And then that's just not where you want to be. You want to keep that blood yeah. pressure nice and low. Well, not too low. Yeah. <laughs> someone you don't even know about stupid shit yes. is not a way to spend. It doesn't it's, do anything. You're not going to win no. a fight with someone uh, on the internet. You know, I no. mean, mm -hmm. why bother? There's no winning there. Right? Yeah. yeah. My thing is, if you if you don't have the balls to say it to my face, then I really don't care what you have to say on the internet. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure sorry. most of them won't, won't have the balls to say it to your face. <laughs> no, that's what I look at. It's like, mm, mm, yeah. no. no, sorry. No. And if they want to say it to my face, they'll have to get a flight to the UK, and that's going to cost them lots of money. I so know, right? Like, <laughs> who won, really? <laughs> you just start laughing as soon as they knock on the door, like, <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> just laugh and shut the door on them. Just, and they can hear you laughing really loud as you just <laughs> lock the door and call the police on them. Well, uh, yeah, I'll start a live, uh, live stream. I'll be like, hey, look at this guy. Look at this asshole. Came all the way to sunny Wales <laughs> to insult me. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting game. The old content creation that you gotta you gotta do it because you really really want to do it. Because otherwise, yeah. just don't like quit while you're ahead. 
it's, it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. I know a lot of people have this perception that, you know, you start doing content creation and uh, you're just, you're just the lazy gamer that, you know, you play games, you put up videos, you play in a game and you sit back and expect to get paid for it. And it's like, I don't think you realize the amount of time, effort, dedication, skill set. You've got to learn how to edit videos. You've got to learn how to manage sound streams, talk with a crowd, talk with the community, build rapport and do the thing that you're doing all at the same time. It's not like some five minute job, man. You know, you know. How much research did you have to do in order just to learn how to stream? Oh, hours, hours, oh. all the different software and everything that goes mm -hmm. into it. And then when it doesn't work, why isn't it oh. working? And then trying it's to computers, solve. They, they break. That's just <laughs> break for to get no reason. the stream <laughs> up. Then you yeah. got to figure out how am I going to relate and entertain folks? You know, mm -hmm. what is, where, how am I going to go about doing that? And it's one of those things where, you know, it, that's the easy part is getting the stream started. The hard part is keeping people there watching you. You know, mm -hmm. why are they watching you? Um, do they relate to you? If they relate to you, why are they relating to you? You know, and I've always been open and real with folks. So what you see is what you get. That's kind of sure. my shtick. You know, just, hey, we're hanging out. And we're just like, we're a bunch of big old nerds just hanging out, just talking, you know, Pretty just much. doing our thing. Um, but other people have different ways of doing it and how they go about getting an audience but you have to be you have to put yourself out there somehow even if you're playing a sure. character you know on a stream or mm -hmm. something along those lines you just have to stick with it and have people relate to it and you have to understand your point when we first started we had like three people watching us yeah oh yeah, yeah. you got to deal with the mentality of oh my god nobody's actually watching this or two people is watching this and that's where most streamers are going to start you've got to like fight through months of nobody watching your shit to get to a point yeah. where you start to build a community it takes time man it takes effort mental effort just to just well, to sit back and think do i keep doing this you know yeah and, and so. my military background made me more patient than i think most people plus i had been mm -hmm. in a band you know a oh, band right that i went through that too where we mm -hmm. would play dive holes and cover songs you know when we sure. first started because yeah we play our original material but mm -hmm. you had to do that in front of 10 people. They're just in there drinking and give a shit what you're playing. Yeah, you know? not even paying attention to you, like <laughs> just but out you of the just had to stick with it. I mean, it was mm -hmm. a lot of work and effort and practice and time. And you went through all that, but it starts paying off. Then you started getting known, you know, and yep. if you were consistent, then people at these places would invite you back more. And then mm -hmm. at certain nights, the bigger nights, you would get a bigger audience and then they start liking you and then that gets your name out there. And then you start getting invited to play bigger venues and more well-known venues. And then you start getting in a bigger crowd and then you start playing the really big venues, you know, which yeah. we did when I was in the band. And it, But you had to build it from the ground up. You just didn't show up and have 10,000 fans screaming your name. No band. Well, exactly. You have, to, yeah. you have to really struggle. And so when mm. we started streaming, I had the same mentality, like, well, I'll have to struggle and we'll yep. see where this goes and we'll take it from there. You know, so, yeah. yeah, it takes it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. You you got to have that mental fortitude. Um, otherwise, just like just don't bother. Just enjoy the game, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And just love it for that side of it. I mean, you can if you just really don't care about if anybody watches your stuff, you can just make videos for fun, stream yeah. for fun, even if nobody's watching. If you find that enjoyable, do it by all means. Um, but but fixating on on whatever measurement of success that you 
you have, be that viewers or be that subs or whatever you want to call your version of success, you've got to understand that that takes effort. It takes time. It takes work. And you've got to be prepared to put in that work because nobody else is going to do that for you. You've got to do it yourself, oh. man. you got to do it yourself. So. you got to be consistent. you got to be <laughs> always, you know, consi- I, I, very big on always being on at the exact same time. And if we change the time, put it out ahead of time so people know. Uh, yeah. But same time, same time, always consistent. People know that you're going to be streaming at that time and you just yeah. do it. And some days you may not feel like it. You know, some days you're feeling run down okay, or you're yeah. tired, you're sick and had a bad day. And you're just like, man, yeah, you just got to power through yeah. it. If you want to do it full time, you have to really, you know, like anything else. So, yeah. Like I, I, there, there, to this day, there's still days where I'm sat here at my computer with OBS open cameras, lights, everything on, and I'm just not hitting that go live button because I'm like, I need to mentally, pre- I'm not like, I'm not in that zone to be the entertaining guy, you know, but I need, you know, this is my stream day. This is my stream time. I need to do it. I just need a moment <laughs> to, to compose myself and, and be that guy again. You know, you, you like, there's we also need to, with... yeah. Yeah. You have to Sorry, learn man. how to, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, the other thing you got to learn how to do is decompress because oh, sure. even doing a three hour stream, you are drained. I mean, you're oh, consistently you. for three hours straight talking. I mean, if mm-hmm. you've ever done a, like a live talk, even an mm-hmm. hour of live talking, like doing a presentation, which is kind of what you're doing, that's yep. draining. So after two or three hours, I've always given the advice, you got to decompress. I immediately oh, put on you. something stupid or funny you know mm. uh, on youtube or something and just start watching it for about 30 minutes to an hour you know oh, yeah. I, and yeah, i try yeah, to and, I, and, and, and yeah yeah and i and i try to have a routine i get it up same time go work out i gotta start my day working out then mm. i grab some coffee you know then i come back get everything set up kind of chill like you said get in the zone i know i'm about to the stream get in that mindset then do the work you know, have fun. And then after that, I decompress for a little bit. And then at that point, you know, it's like, okay, let me shower, let me shave, let me do my yeah. thing and decompress. Oh, and then, you know, then, and then is there anything else I need to work on? Is there a video I need to, to work on? Like the lore video, what's the schedule? Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's, it's so true, man, because like, you know, I, I stream in the evening in my, my local time. So when I finish a stream quite often, it might be 11 at night or pushing into 12 maybe it's like 10 depends on the day when i'm streaming but it's not like i do that and then i'm like right it's bedtime go to bed if i just go straight to bed i'm gonna be like wired i'll be tired but wired at the same time you know yeah. it's like you, you need you need to be able to relax to calm down and just like like you said it's just decompress otherwise you're just going to be high strung and you'll i'll like i've done it before i've, I've laid in bed knackered and you're still awake at like three in the three in the morning just like just oh my god i can't stop focusing uh you know, I know. You know, about I, i've got a yeah i've got insomnia unfortunately so certain times oh, it'll man. hit me the worst mm. is the, the toughest thing is to do the hindsy stream which i love doing but you know oh, friday yeah. nights are crazy because we're five six hours of streaming straight and it gets to about midnight my time I still have to have an hour or two to decompress because if I no. just go and lay down because I have to be up early in the morning to get ready for the Jedi Academy, I won't sleep. So usually I will sit there for an hour and do something, just watch something vegetative. Again, funny, yeah. decompress, think about something else. 
by one, I'm like, okay, let me turn off the lights and then try to go to bed if I can't. So, you know, but yeah, it's just one of those things that, yeah, I've been there where I've literally gotten off a string when we first started, but I had to yeah. go to bed because I had to be at work the next morning, you know, yeah. bright and early. And I'm just at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I can't turn off my brain. It's, it's, it's tricky, man. It's, it's all the sides of content creation streaming and, and all that business that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about, but I'm sure, I'm sure we all go through something similar or, you know, I've, I've had things, I know you, you've got this strong mental fortitude about you. But you know, I've had things where it'll be so, someone would have said something in the stream, or there'd been a comment on a video, and it would just be playing on my mind, you know. And I'll just be like, "Is that what they meant? You know, did do they really think I'm I'm a boring person? Like, do, do they really not like you know? Am I really stupid? And and that th that sometimes it's not often, but sometimes that stuff just sticks with me, and it's it's so important to manage that correctly." Because it's so yeah. easy in this day and age to just let that shit eat you up and affect you long term. You know, you got to look after your mental health, guys. And this goes for everybody. This is not a man thing or anything. Although we do know that men, men in general, cope with mental stress worse than women do. But everybody yeah. needs to look after their mental health, whatever it takes, man. So, you know. Yeah, just, um, have, just, just have... I would say having people in your life is important, but having hobbies in your life is, I think, more important. Mm -hmm. What, even if you're in a relationship with it, with someone, you still need you time. Oh, 100%. What is something you're yeah. passionate about? And I don't really care what it is, whether it's reading, doing mm -hmm. artwork or painting models, whether it's Legos, I don't really care what it is. You got to yeah. have something for you. It can't mm -hmm. control your life, but it's got to be something that's this just for you. Um, so yeah. that when you, even if it's your favorite show or, you know, oh, series, yeah. I'm sure everybody's you know? got like a, um, what do they call it? Like a comfort show you might, you might've watched it a hundred times already, but you, you know, you can just sit back and you can put an episode of it on and you just be like, I don't have to think about it. I don't even have to really watch it. I can just listen to it. And that's enough, <laughs> you know? I mean, my two things so. is I'll find something on YouTube. That's my decompressed time. But when I'm doing me time, it's mainly anime. Mm. I'm a, a huge anime junkie. Oh, I know you're a huge anime guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen pretty much everything. Uh, read the mangas. You know, like, don't get me started on anime. We'll be here for another three hours. Um, but <laughs> that's my go-to for what I'm down. If it's not like a series like like Ahsoka's Out or something, I'm, I'm watching anime. You know, I'll, yeah. and I let the series build up. Most of the time, I'm, I can't help myself <laughs> if it's a new yeah, series. You just want to watch it. And I like it. I'm like, I'm going to go read the manga. And I'll go read the whole goddamn manga <laughs> to the yeah. words out. I like, know what's going on because I can't help myself. But I'll go down that rabbit hole. But that's how I kind of, you know, uh, yeah. keep myself mentally disconnected. It's like, let everything go. Go watch this, whether it's a serious anime or a goofy anime or a comedy. It mm. doesn't matter. It's just like, that's my entertainment right now and put me in a different headspace. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know because physically to get the physical stress off i think walking or working out is important yeah you gotta yeah. have that i'm back at the gym now so it's good uh, it it's is really it's, good. it's it like there's nothing quite beats that feeling of right after a workout when you have your shower and you step out the shower and your whole body's got that just that that buzz to it you're like oh yeah i feel like a literal new man right now like that's 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 good and yeah. you like 
you know, I, I think everybody should do a little bit of exercise. I think it's good for your mental and physical well-being all the time. I'll be an advocate of that forever. And I'm not saying every guy should be going out there and lifting weights. I don't care if you lift weights or you go for a walk, whatever, man. Just do something that, that gets you out and gets your heart going. Just a little bit, half an hour a day, if that's all you I, can manage. If you can do more, I work do more, out. But. I mean, I do an intense workout, but it's not heavy weights, yep. and it's about 30 minutes, and it's intense, mm -hmm. and I do it, and then it's like... You know, I feel great afterwards. I feel I feel tired, but you know, it's oh, my yeah. routine. I go work out, grab some coffee, yeah. eat some eggs, and I feel great. You know, so but it, it, everybody's going to be different on like mm -hmm. what works for them and stuff. Um, yeah. So just fine. It doesn't really matter whether it's running, biking, walking, lifting, or you know whatever exercise, yoga, whatever it is. You know that's something yeah. important to do. You need that um, release, especially well, if you're working I've, in an office all day take oh, an yeah, hour I mean, go to the gym you know change out of those clothes get into some workout clothes just get on the treadmill and walk 30 minutes and put some your favorite music in it'll make a big difference in just your mental stress and your physical stress i i, I have to do something like that because i work like in my stream room you can see this extra monitor here this is my work my office work as well so i i sit here all day and i do my my full-time job you know the job I'm paid money to do, my actual career. And then when I'm done, I turn 90 degrees to the right and I've got my stream set up and this is where I do my content creation. So if I don't leave this room, I literally live in this room 14 hours a day and that is not healthy. It's like, it's comfortable. It's like, you know, I've, I've got foot rests and I've got a good chair and all this sort of business, but it is not healthy for me to be in this room every single day for 14 hours. I, you have to get out. You have to do something. So uh, tell you, I've I've just started recently. I've got myself um, I've got myself an eye mask that's got built-in Bluetooth speakers, right? So I can put that on oh. a bed and and I'll listen to meditation, like in bed, half an hour. And I don't care. You you know, people can call me hippie-ish, new age, whatever. I'll take Here's anything that that'll help. You know what I mean? And it, I feel Here's it does help. Shit. It does help. It relaxes me. So. It's, um, well, Tumblr said it in the case. He just put a comment mm -hmm. in the chat. He's like, you put yourself out there, must be difficult to not take it personal. No, it is actually quite easy. It's your mental state of mind on it. Like, I don't know you. Like, I can, there's, if someone says something about me, I have two choices. I can let it bother me or I cannot let it bother me. It is that simple. You know, and if I don't know you from a hole in the wall, I could care less what you had to think about me. You know, Unless I've done something that makes me pause for a second, like, was that an asshole there? Hmm, let me think about that for a second. You know, but if I'm just being normal me and someone says, you suck and you're trash, it's like, great. You know, as I said, you can only be offended if you want to be offended. And that's how you have to think about it. Like, why do I care? You know, it's, it, I, I, don't, I don't take it personally because I don't know the person, you know, it's mm -hmm. not like somebody I care about and respect saying something to me that I'll take more personally, you know, yeah, for sure. because I know the person. Why are they saying that? And that's when it gets a little bit more emotional. But if I don't know you that well. Even if I, yeah. the people I know in chat, they could say something. I'm going to take it personally. They can make it personal. But that's up to me. That's me just saying, you know what? Uh, maybe you're having a bad day or something, but yeah, I, I don't care, you know? So again, it's just how you perceive and understanding people could have bad days and just say stupid shit all the time and they could call you names and stuff, but it's like, you, know, you had a shitty day, you know, I just walk away, 
you know i've done enough fighting in my life that i don't need any of that shit you know so yeah you know, sure yeah yeah I, I sometimes find it harder to 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 distance myself it depends on on who's saying it and what's been said we're all, some things yeah, are we're just all like i don't beings. i don't care yeah we're all right? human beings, yeah, we're all human yeah. beings. It's, 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 we all have things hurt you know and and i i need a moment and sometimes that moment turns into a couple of hours um but you know ultimately I, I do learn to let it go. I, I, I never hold a grudge. Like I, I, I have a personal philosophy to not hold grudges because I think it's wasting too much of my energy on stuff that doesn't matter. So I, even people that have wronged me, in my opinion, quite badly, I don't hold a grudge. I'll, I'll be pissed for a while, but then I'll just let it go because I'm like, there's no point. I'm only making myself feel worse about it. So fuck them, you know? I'm not saying I forgive them, but I'm not, I'm not going to let that grudge you know, dictate how I feel about anything for the rest of my life. That's just not worth it to me. That's um, not worth it. I just gonna uh, yeah. come like, like, uh, you know, Boss Livewire has been on our stream. He doesn't play the game anymore, but he was on yeah. recently, and you know, he just he is who he is, and I love him like a little brother. And he said some stupid shit, and and I was like, got an argument with him, and I just was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. You know, I, I literally got <laughs> angry with him for a moment. And he did, yeah. and I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, I was like, God damn. And then one minute later, I'm like, blah, 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 you know, just being my normal self. You got to have that mentality. Sure. You know, where, yeah. yeah. In the moment, someone deserves it, I'll let them have it. But then I was like, blah, 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 you know, moving on. After I, that, I, yeah, move it. on. So, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. In the moment, yeah. You want to start some shit? Sure. But I'm not going to yeah. sit there and, 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 and keep going and thinking about it. It's kind of like, yeah. So that just happened. Back to my normal dumb self. It's not healthy, right? It's not healthy to do it. So, anyway, I think yeah, we'll that's gonna that's gonna wrap this up. It's been great, actually. I this is exactly the sort of thing that oh, I wanted yeah. to do with this podcast. And I know this is not going to appeal to a large member of the audience here, where we're talking about real life shit, not swigger. But I don't care. It's my fucking podcast. Don't like it? Don't listen to it. Um, <laughs> that's that's the way it's going to be I want to have more of these types of conversations so I really do appreciate you taking an hour and a half out of your time or two hours nearly out of your time Ranger to come join me and chat it's shit time, it's, uh, it's well, been great do, babe. Uh-huh. and I'll try and actually put this one up and publish it instead of just upload it to the uh, podcast hosting website and not so actually funny. publish it oh my I mean, God. You know, last Sunday is hard <laughs> Last Sunday, I got the the because I'm subscribed, right? I get the notification. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go check this out. And mm-hmm. at first, there was no sound, so I immediately messaged Scry because YouTube, but it didn't have any sound for uh, for yeah. a good bit. I'm like, uh, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. And then I'm like, okay, it seems like it fixed itself. The sound is back. And then I got to the end of it. I'm like, that's true. Did he cut that <laughs> off on? purpose so i i i'd um compressed the no, sorry i'd encoded the entire video it's like a two-hour stream right but at the 48 <laughs> minute mark like the video corrupted so i like i always oh. test my videos right i you know you compress the video and whatever software you use you press the play button you're like okay yeah it's runs. sometimes i'll skip ahead a little bit yeah okay it's fine but when it's two hours i'm not gonna sit there and watch a two-hour podcast that i recorded so i was just like yep time says two hours i do a little bit of scanning through everything seems fine upload it and find out that it's only got 48 minutes on the timer and i'm like wait that's not right uh, that, that was a two-hour show and I go back to the actual file, and as soon as you go past the 48-minute mark, 
the file corrupts. It just stops playing. And I've never had that happen before. I was like, why is this? What the fuck? So I had to go back in and completely re-encode the entire thing. For a two-hour yeah. video, it takes some time. Um, mm -hmm. And then I had to just replace the, the video file. So that was fun. But hey. But so, yeah, so... so it was great. Ranger, thank you so much for joining me. Um, always, sir. It's always an open inv invitation to this. And uh, yeah, yeah make sure you send me that footage of the Beskar armor stuff, dude. Yeah, I got to wait for the last, the, the the pieces to come in. So it'll be probably by the end of August, I'll have all the footage because I still have to wait for the stuff to come in, the new yeah. pieces. And then, uh, yeah, we'll start the process. Um, and yeah, I'll record everything. And yeah, that'd be cool. That'll be fun. So that'd I'll send that to you. So thank you so much. Mr. Ranger J from Reality Skewed Gamers. You can absolutely find him on Twitch and on YouTube. If you do not already, then I don't know what you're doing. You're doing stuff wrong. <laughs> they don't like me. I don't like you yeah. either. Watch yeah. yourself. Be sad, guys. Big love. <laughs>